Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. So last night we talked uh, about the five things that are five reasons why democracy will never work, according to crack.com or something like that. We got through four of the five, and of course, we take your phone calls here about anything, so we got kind of distracted by calls. We never ended up getting having time to get to number one. Yeah, so I, why don't we start with that? Do you want to uh, read the other? Um, if you want to do a quick recap, that's fine. Yeah, let of course, me, people uh, can hear them in depth by going and grabbing our archive at freetalklive.com from last night. Yeah, so number two was, let me get this real quick. The more informed you are, the more partisan you are. So apparently, if you're inf- generally, if people are informed about the issues, they're more likely to be involved in either one party or the other, or at least at the very least, have a favorite. So um, that's one of the, you know, the, the second reason uh, why uh, humanity is terrible at democracy. I've got a page loading here for the, the first three. Let me start on number one. It's, uh, so we're going to just do number one is what you're saying? Yeah, I'm afraid uh, okay. three, for, three through four is just for whatever reason, I, I'm, I'm just, it's not pulling up. So number one, we hate each other over imaginary differences. Ever since uh, the shooting of U.S. Representative uh, Gabriel Giffords by a clearly crazy gunman, it's become distasteful to talk about the political opposition using murder metaphors. It's turning out to be an incredibly hard habit to break. After all, (laughs) things have gotten to the point that a politician couldn't discuss filling a pothole without referring to it as a new holocaust. To listen to... (laughs) What? I'm sure they have a a link for that. (laughs) To listen to everyone from candidates to pundits uh, to the guy at the counter of the 7-Eleven, the whole Western world is on the verge of a bloody revolution. Yet, for the two groups of people who are supposed to be so ideologically opposed that nothing short of the extermination of the other side will fix it, they sure have a lot in common. Indeed. For example, a study asked Americans of various demographics and political stances about the ideal way they feel wealth should be distributed across the country. Young or old, male or female, Republican or Democrat, the answers they provided were almost identical. Despite all the talk of the radical left about overturning a corrupt system, despite all the screw the poor, only the producers should thrive, Ayn Rand philosophy of those in the uh, opposite end, virtually all want to see wealth evenly spread across income groups, or at least way more evenly than it is now. That's just one issue. We could list many more, like how Republicans and Democrats have similar attitudes toward how the deficit should be reduced, or the need for alternative sources of energy. Economy, energy, and budget, probably the three biggest domestic issues any industrialized nation is facing, and we pretty much agree on them all. We meaning the Republicans and the Democrats, well, they, they, not they, us. He's saying we being most people. I, I think that the, the ends, largely, most people agree with us as far as the ends go, wouldn't you? Say that's true. Oh, I think most people want to see a more more even economic distribution. You want to see more opportunities for um, other alternative energies uh, to thrive. Sure, sure. Yeah, I'd rather I'd see like to see opportunities for people that are going to take advantage of the opportunities, or that are going to try to better themselves. Or, I mean, I don't want to see opportunities for everybody. I don't want to see resources spoiled just so that someone can have an opportunity if that's the necessary 
function. Well, opportunities are created by uh, people who have the uh, have the option to create opportunities. Opportunities are stifled by I, government being involved. Right. I think most people um, would like to be more free. I think most people like the idea of clean air and clean water. I think most people like the idea of like having those the uh, avail you know the uh, the availability to do the things that they want to do. Those opportunities to create those opportunities. I think that's all true, but. Uh, the thing the Republicans and Democrats agree on is that the government is the solution to a lot of these so-called, um, you know, the, a lot of these issues. Whereas we on this show would say that the government is the problem and the root of uh, the cause of a lot of these that's issues. not what the inter- that's not what the, uh, the 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 statement here is though. The statement is is what do people want as an end, not as a means to get there. The Republicans and Democrats agree generally that government is the means to the end, but right. they're saying that just about everybody agrees on the end. So you're saying, according to the survey, the responders are mostly socialists. They they basically want an, an even distribution. No, um, I think that what you're going to find is a more even distribution in a system of freedom. You're going to find that there are not nearly as many big wahoos at the top as um, because I think that's true. Because yes, those people definitely. buy their way up yes. there to some extent with government favors. Yep. So you're still right, so where's about, the disagreement here between us? I don't think there is one. You disagreed. I did not. I'm trying to explain. No, it I don't. To you. I don't think so. I think I agreed that everybody wants the same ends. It's their means that are different. Huh? Everybody but no. Us that's not what I said. I think right. everybody wants clean air and clean water. I want clean said, air and clean water. I think everybody wants whatever, dude. What? I think uh, you what, misunderstood. What was the what was the actual number one reason again? The Just number talking. one reason is is that we disagree over nothing. There you go. <laughs> well, so we hate as far each other as over ends. imaginary differences. Right. I think that's 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 big. People need to create these illusions within their mind to justify that anger, that hatred. Instead of they're actually projecting a lot of it, a lot of their own failings or their own uh, shortcomings. Upset. Yeah, they're upset over something in their own life, so they project it onto others and then dislike them for it, when in fact it's themselves that they need to correct. Yep. So they've got uh, uh, the they've got all this in common. Not that they'll admit it. For instance, the same voters who say they want a cuts in government spending oppose cuts when presented with specifics. They report that they are in favor of cutting the size of government, but they object to cuts in Medicare, Social Security, the military, or anything having to do with security, known as basically the whole budget. Don't get us wrong. It's not that there are no disagreements. It's just that we vastly overestimate the degree to which we disagree because the differences are all we focus on. A big reason has to be that it is really the only thing that keeps the news interesting for us. Without conflict, There's no drama. Mm -hmm. Without drama, we get bored. We don't want the news to just give us information. We want a story. And every story needs a villain, a battle between good and evil. So as soon as we hear about uh, some complex legislation or crisis, step one is to figure out who the villains are Mm. and start to blindly hate them. If we can't find anyone, then the story is boring and we stop watching it. Well... Just to bring this back to an earlier thought in several other shows where the, the idea is that government is a religion. It's that people will create illusions of other things. The government can't be the problem because it's God, and God is infallible. So the idea is then I will be mad at my neighbor or my fellow slave, and I will hold him down because this government is upsetting me, but I can't take it out on them because they're... They're above me. They're, right. It's the kids that are bad, not the government school. The kids these days right. are dumber than ever, and they're so you know they're just they're angry and they're ignorant. And uh, but that's not true. It's really the the situation that these kids are the same as they've always been. Kids are kids. 
the situation they've been placed in. Right. I think they're actually learning faster these days, especially with not the, because of the government. No, but in because spite of, of, it. of technology. Right. Yeah, computers and the uh, imaging devices and all sorts of different means of transferring that knowledge into their their being. And there's so many different ways now. Instead of just sitting in front of a chalkboard and listening to a teacher, you or have going through encyclopedias or something. Yeah, audio books. You have um, visual, just strictly visual, and and uh, so you have different methods of learning through different uh, activities, and you have uh, then more growth because it covers a broader spectrum than just simply putting kids in a classroom and regurgitating the exact same thing for every student. The one-size-fits-all mentality of public schools is the downfall of public schools. Your thoughts are welcome at 800-259-9231. Mark, anything else on this piece? Knowing this, the news media decades ago started covering politics like war or sports Mm. in the biz, they call it. Horse race coverage. And they do. They, they say, you know, they talk about it as a horse race. That well, and it's also covered in a kind of a pop culture Hollywood uh, method. Like I've heard it described as Hollywood for ugly people, you know, where essentially the political pundits will name drop these people just like Joan Rivers would name drop, uh, you know, Tom whatever Tom Cruise and and it seems important to people how tall is a president how old is a president how dashing does a president look Mm -hmm. Uh, you know or at this point we haven't had any women one so I'm just going to go ahead and use that term dashing Um, you know and this these are issues well this shouldn't be issues no they shouldn't I mean distractions good a man looks is an issue look at Abraham Lincoln is that a good-looking guy yeah, you look at inaugural uh, inaugural ceremonies where they have commentary on what people are wearing and how they look and yeah. you know what they, what they're the driving. First lady, good heavens! Yeah, one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Saw that during the two thousand four election and the two thousand eight. Uh, it's just it's like Hollywood for ugly people. It's More disgusting. coming up and violent people. It's free talk lot. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me, Mark Edge. This cruise isn't just a convention on the water, it's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey this November. But you need to reserve your berth now. They're about $600 double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today. Cruise.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features there for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Those features include our mobile site, so if you've got a smartphone, you can just uh, hop on over to m.freetalklive.com for quick access to our streams brought and uh, podcast as well. That's mmobile.freetalklive.com, and Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI. If you've got a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, you need to know about SACL CAI. They do collections early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep those clients too. SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. And again, SACL CAI. It's right there at the top of our banner column as we go right into your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. John is listening in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. John in Florida. Hey, guys. Hey there. Hey. Yes, sir. Um, just wanted to give you guys a real quick update on the um, jury outreach situation here in Orlando. Um, as you know, the uh, Chief Judge Belvin Perry has outlawed 
or more or less uh, more or less outlawed uh, handing out jury information at the Orange County Courthouse a few weeks back. Julian Heiklin did come down and successfully broke that order, got lots of media coverage, and um, and handed out uh, plenty of pamphlets on Friday and Monday to jurors without being arrested or harassed at all. And uh, so we we had to go out yesterday and sort of follow that up. Uh, four four of us activists went out there. Uh, we all handed out jury information to summoned jurors. Uh, on Monday morning, and uh, they didn't so awesome. much as even give us they, they didn't even give us a copy of the order uh, when Julian went out there on Monday. They handed them a copy of the order. They didn't do that to us. Uh, they didn't do anything at all. Wow. They, the the sheriffs radioed it in uh, when we first got there, uh, but other than that, they didn't come up to us uh, at all. So it was very successful. Um, I, I really want to give a shout out to Jason Freeman who sort of spearheaded it. How does but, it How um, does it all... feel, John, to uh, back down Leviathan to stare them? down. I mean, because that's essentially what you've done. This man in a robe has issued this edict from the bench saying that no one shall contact a juror. You're not allowed to hand out uh, information. You're not allowed to hold a sign. You're not allowed to talk to them. Wow. Uh, this this man has said that this is not allowed in this four block area that essentially is the courthouse complex area in Orange County, in, in the Orlando uh, area. And, and essentially Julian came out. He stared him down. They did nothing to him. He came out a second day. He stared him down down again they did nothing now you guys have come back out without the the hubbub there wasn't uh, was there news media there today you told me that the, you were planning on not inviting them yeah, there was not, and there's a couple reasons for that. Um, most importantly, because at my experience with the press is this is probably an old story by now. We kind of uh, blew our load on Julian, and uh, he, you know, he got all the media coverage. Um, and the chances are they wouldn't come out anyway. But I wanted to really test to see if it was just us. Would the, would they come out and do anything different? Uh, you know, when you're surrounded by news cameras, it's really hard to see what they really will do because chances are they're not going to do anything. Right. Um, so. So, so, you know, we really wanted to test that, um, but it was very successful. And, um, you know, and it, it kind of, in a way, it was, uh, and as far as you ask me, how does it feel, uh, I need to give a word of caution to anybody thinking about doing civil disobedience. It's extremely addictive to uh, sort of, um, <laughs> to, to, to sort of uh, stare down the beast and, and let them know that uh, the, the people and the individuals and free will and, and liberty are really running this planet and not their, not their foolish diktats and everything else that they want to throw on us. Um, it is addictive and also risky as well. Um, you know, eventually, you are going to get thrown in jail. You've already uh, taken one trip to jail, as a matter of fact. Uh, yeah, so. I've taken a couple, uh, one one more extended stay than another. But, um, yeah, it, it is risky. But I think we're at the point now that being that four of us activists were out there handing out the information uh, openly, uh, I, I think next next week, we plan to do it again next week, probably on Monday morning. Excellent. I hope we have at least six or ten uh, next time. And I, I hope it just keeps on growing to we're at the point where they just where it, it just goes back to business as usual and we can continue doing the the jury outreach every day of the week as, as we had done before. So Certainly the uh, more of you there it. are, I mean, there's the rule that you generally want to adhere to is that the more the merrier. I mean, the more of you there are, the, like, the less likely they are to yes. make a move against you. I would probably, it would make me feel uncomfortable in a situation where you've been threatened like that to drop below four. Um, but uh, four or more, I think you, you're probably going to be pretty safe. 
yeah, I agree. I, I think we'll get a good turnout. I mean, most just like anything else, uh, you want to see somebody else test the waters before you do it yourself. That's so, true. you know, we we had the heroic Julian came out here, then uh, four others came up, and I'm, I'm pretty confident we'll have uh, probably upwards of ten next time uh, next week when we decide to do it. And uh, we'll probably uh, put in the uh, the don't take the plea brochures and, and various other things because we have so many people. So I think we're gonna we're gonna keep pushing it. We're gonna win this in Orlando. So just want to uh, come back around to you guys, let you know that we don't need to. Uh, outsource our civil disobedience. We have our own people here, and, and we're going to make it happen. Good on you, sir, and thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate awesome. the update at 800-259-9231. Definitely uh, Orlando has turned into a hot spot within the last uh, eight months or so since last year's Pork Fest uh, for civil disobedience. And this is great news because the Fully Informed Jury Association, who's the kind of the national level organization that gets the word out about jury nullification, which is what they're doing. They're informing jurors of their right to nullify the law. Instead of judging a case based on the law and whether or not it was broken, they can actually judge the law itself. They can say not guilty because they disagree with the law. Right. At, at Jim's trial, I, I definitely noted the uh, the judge giving his orders to the, the jury at the end there. And his specific orders included, you know, not uh, putting aside your conscience and looking at it from the legal standpoint, right. from, from the law standpoint. You and, must do as I say. And basically be the machine, be the words on paper and, and be the ones and zeros, you know. And instead of being a human being who has emotions, who has feelings and a conscience. Yeah, right. Who has a, who has a moral compass. That's right. You know, if, if the law says you've got you've to turn those Jews in in your basement, well, that's what you've got to do. You on the jury are obligated to uphold the law. Well, this is a thousand-year right um, of common law juries, juries uh, under common law, to be able to judge whether or not they think that the law is uh, moral. That's right. And, uh, yeah, and they don't want you to know about it. Right. It's, and it's, that's why this man in the robe told everybody by edict that they may not do this. And the good folks in Orlando said, we're going to do it anyway. It's only been in the last few decades that, in fact, uh, judges and lawyers – lawyers have decided that – the, those those out there in the, the riffraff are not capable of making these decisions that we make the laws and that those laws must obey, be and obeyed. Judges are usually lawyers. Absolutely. Uh, Do you know one that isn't? Well, elected yeah. ones, I suppose, could not be. I suppose, may not be law- lawyers. But I don't imagine any, lawyers. anybody would vote for them. A few people would yeah, vote. But for people them. don't know who. The, come well, on, when's the last time you looked into a judge <laughs> race? I think that mo- I think that uh, there's generally a foundation of people out there that you have to convince, you know, those that are informed and many of those people do vote in local elections. I'll admit to you that I've certainly gone to the polls and voted for people whose last names that I like better than the other guy's last mm-hmm. name simply because I knew nothing about these two candidates. Right. Yeah. It's foolish. Well, but I didn't want to f- not fill things in. This you, is my right to vote, right? Even still, that judge, when hired, is going to have to delve into the legal system and learn the laws that he's supposed to be deciding over and presiding over. So it, right then and there, you, you have this, this basically his life path is through the, the words on paper. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. So I think this is really great, this news out of Orlando, because otherwise, if these folks hadn't gone out there and called the bluff and stood up and done the civil disobedience, this case that the ACLU was bringing with Fija could have taken years to resolve. More on the way. You can take control at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. FreedomCam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. The The GPS GPS Black Black Box Box Dash Cam. Cam. 
This easy-to-use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops, accidents, and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at freedomcam.net. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you'd like at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and you'll find that we give you the features there for free. Those features include the bulletin board system. You may get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners over at bbs.freetalklive.com. It's totally free, like the rest of our website, bbs.freetalklive.com. Silver's been on an uptick again, folks. Uh, if you're interested, no kidding. Yeah, if you're interested in getting some, it's not like we haven't been telling you. Okay, I understand if you don't have the money, if you feel like you're living paycheck to paycheck. But Free Talk Live even has a solution for that. We uh, we we recommend gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, an investment or a barter currency, um, and we've teamed up with Midas Resources. And all you have to do is go to gold.freetalklive.com. You can see some of the offerings that we have there. That way, you can comparison shop with the, what we have to offer and what other places do. I think you'll find that uh, we've got some of the best rates on gold and silver on the internet. But please check. Also, if you call the 800 number that's there on the page at gold.freetalklive.com, you can ask for the layaway plan from Midas Resources, and then what they'll do is they'll take uh, – you can set up to send a certain amount of your paycheck every two weeks or whatever to them. As soon as it's paid off, I recommend that you get allotments of 20 coins because it costs the same to ship one coin as it does 20. Um, you'll, they'll ship it to you. It, it'll be locked in at the rate that – on the day that you called in and laid it away and – if that was silver, you're probably if it was sixty days ago, you'd probably be paying twenty five dollars an ounce and now it's thirty five dollars an ounce. So you'd be making money. Gold.freetalklive.com. All right, so eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the number here. We continue with your phone calls about what you want. Sean's calling from Wales. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Sean. Hello. Hey Sean, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, I was just um I just wanted to read something out to you guys, if uh, that's okay. It's just kind of a profound quote. Sure. Um, uh, he was a great patriot, a humanitarian, a loyal friend, provided a course. He is really dead. Now, this reminded me so much of Alex Jones. I was just wondering on your to take of that actual context of that saying. I have no idea what the context is. Can you repeat it for me? It was a little uh, strange to me. Go ahead one more time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. He was a great patriot, a humanitarian, a loyal friend, provided, of course, he is really dead inside. This reminded me so much of Alex Jones. I just wanted to get your kind of comment on that. Is it the kind of thing that Alex Jones would say in your mind, or is it the kind of thing that uh, someone would say about Alex Jones? Yeah, it's, it's the kind of thing that I think describes Alex in uh, the most profound context because he is an amazing patriot to your country. You know, he's a humanitarian. He's a, and I suppose, yeah, he is an extremely loyal friend. But really, I wouldn't know any of those he, things. I mean, this isn't the Alex Jones show, so I mean, I wouldn't know. I mean, I've never met the guy. I've talked to him on the phone once or twice. He seems uh, like a fine guy. He seems yeah. like a nice guy. I, I think that his intentions are, are probably good in, in what it is he's doing. But do you think he's dead on the inside? I think that he's lost most of his life because, I mean, 
And look what he does. All he does is look out for other people. He's never really thought about himself at all. Well, wait a minute. Hold on a second. I mean, I know that... It's nice to believe that, right? I mean, it's it's okay to uh, help other people and to make that your life's goal, but it's not like Alex Jones right. isn't doing very well for himself at the same time. I'm yeah, not to say got, there's anything wrong with well, No, I'm, I'm just saying that he's not thinking about himself. He's just thinking about everyone else. I don't think you There's know whole... about what he's thinking, right? I mean, that's... Everybody thinks well, about no, themselves. I'm just saying, this is my when I get up in the morning, I think I'm hungry. I need to eat. Oh, I need to take a shower. I need to go and do this. I need to go and do that. I'm thinking about myself all day. But I know that in order to get what I want in life, which is you know to live comfortably and a, no, a few other things, uh, but to, to get what right. I want, I have to think about others. That I have to give them what they want. I have to provide them with a product or service. And I think we're all that way. Right. So the uh, the idea that consideration is the lubrication of our civilization. The, what a, it makes everything work. All well, our interactions. What I hear yeah, from I, you I, is kind of I, like a like a worship almost of uh, of Alex Jones, and I think that's kind of uh, spooky. Oh, that can be extremely dangerous. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, I probably just like he's no more selfless than you are. That's what I'm trying to tell you. He's a human being he, with he, the same wants, feelings, and desires sure. as everyone else. He, he definitely uses his yeah. show as a as a soapbox for a lot of issues that need light, that need uh, sunshine, and, and uh, yeah. he does. In that respect, I mean, he does a good job of, of informing people of what's going on. Um, there are oh, some course, thi- yeah. there are some things I don't. I think he I think he might be a little too angry for me to listen to him. I don't I don't much like the the anger speak and, and the, the sort agree. of fearful speak. I'm yeah I, yeah I know what you mean. It, you know, it can put a lot of people off. But right. you know, he has installed like eighty four trillion like the Federal Reserve. Oh the d- right. So I'm you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, compared um, to a government, he's, he's the same. I mean, they absolutely rape in America, and Alex goes out there every and day. The world. Yeah, but, you know. Thanks and, for the call tonight. Uh, I appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I read a great I quote really once cons- time. Uh, one at one point that uh, was that everything that everyone do does every single time they do in order to make themselves feel better. And no doubt. Once you internalize that, then you'll realize that, hey, that the bad things that people have done to me, they haven't done it to me. They've done it to make themselves feel better. So, right. you know, you can have a certain level of pity for them or whatever. And the good things that people do, you don't idolize them or lionize them or uh, whatever for it. You just realize that they're doing good things because they've figured out that that's a really great way to make yourself feel better. Yeah, it kind of it kind of spooks me out a little bit when people have this this kind of worshipful mentality towards people that are in the media, whether it be cult Rush Limbaugh, right? cult, cult of personality, whether it be sure. Alex Jones or somebody else. I mean, recently there's been there's some certain people in our movement that kind of have this around them as well. And I don't want it around me. I don't want to have anything to do with it, which is why when you called me a pundit last night, I uh, was offended by that because I don't portray myself as, you know, someone special who knows more than the if average person. you're in the person. media and you're making commentary, you're a pundit. I mean, that's sort of the definition of the word. Yeah, but no, it's not, because the definition is somebody who's, you know, like an expert or whatever. I don't have it in front of me right now. We talked about this last night. And, and, and I'm not the an definition. expert. Nope. I do not fit <laughs> the definition because I don't pro- proclaim to be an expert. I proclaim to be fallible. I proclaim to be somebody who makes mistakes. I'm a man with a microphone who's managed to put together a business model that is effective. You latched onto one of the words in the definition, and you decided that that's the definition. And that's not the definition. The defini- no, definition I don't was. Think so. What's the definition? Mark? I'm I'm working on it here, man. Okay, then don't tell me that you know what it is, and don't tell well, me I latched I, on to I one of the words. I remember 
commenting on it at the time. Mm-hmm. So anyway, my point being that uh, I want nothing to do with that uh, that particular mentality. Sure, I, and I can see that it comes with a lot of problems because then it's I think I think it's the whole being humble thing that that really sort of go ahead. Uh, anyway, the, if you're humble. This uh, this sort of mentality it won't get to you, you know. <clears throat> it'll just be right. like water on a duck's, duck's back. But if you can't maintain that humility, it will it will definitely eat away at you, inflate your ego, and and turn you into a different kind of person. Yep, I'm very aware of that. Well, nothing Definition to do with it. two under pundit. I agree with you on number one that you can get kind of slippery and try to slip out of number one. Definition two: a person who makes comments or judgments especially in an authoritative manner, a critic or a commentator. You, my friend, are a freaking pundit. Okay, but you're using the second definition, which oh, is clearly not The first not definition as... is the only one? <laughs> no, it's so, not the only so one. Do bears have to care, carry things but in it order doesn't to bear very, things? It doesn't, it doesn't, uh, the first definition does not at all apply to me. The first Sorry. one is a learned person, an expert, or authority. Yeah. Uh, certainly we are None uh, of experts and authorities on the ideas of liberty, nah. more so than the average person. Oh, well, that's just... <laughs> what okay, is an now expert? You're about, now you're just talking about comparisons. What okay? is an expert? An expert is a terminology Experts are comparison. generally considered infallible. What? You go to the experts in a court trial experts because they know what they're talking about. Experts make mistakes all the about. time. Take a look in the world around okay, you. Okay, but the, the idea of a pundit is to act as though you cannot make mistakes. Mark, does it, does don't it you remember when... Who doesn't make excuse mistakes? Excuse me. Don't you remember when uh, we were told the rules of talk radio yes, and they were told that you are not allowed to you know, admit that you're wrong, you're not allowed to uh, you know, be seen as fallible. You're supposed to take this position of this all-knowing, all-seeing eye, and it's nonsense. We are the newer... Better pundit, my friend, a person who makes comments or judgments, especially in an authoritative manner, a critic or a commentator. I'm here to take phone calls from people, Mark. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. You can call yourself whatever the hell you want. I'm, I, I'm only reading Bring up the anything definition. that's on your mind. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. I'm talk show host. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine. Give your kids the nutrition they need to be their best. Visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. Telling your child about healthy food choices is important, but showing her what to eat goes a lot further. Have her help create the grocery list, then bring her to the store with you. Picking out healthy foods together helps kids get in the habit of thinking about what they're eating every day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And joining you this evening, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. Uh, As we continue here, uh, don't forget, you can visit our website where everything's free, like the archives. So if you've missed a moment, just click and download. They're right there at the top of the site. And then if you click into the archive section, that'll actually take you back all the way to late 2006, all for free. Freetalklive.com. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com host you. Use that portal that we've created for you, hostgator.freetalklive.com, and you'll get your first month completely free. 
Again, it's hostgator.freetalklive.com. All right, so we're going to continue here. We'll take your phone calls. Uh, just a little bit more, uh, Mark, on this pundit issue. You're trying to get me to believe in uh, the idea that you think that I'm a pundit or that you're a pundit or that J.J. is a pundit. And as far as I'm concerned, if you want to consider yourself to be a learned person, an expert or authority, uh, then that's fine. There are also synonyms here that I think are fairly revealing. Uh, the synonyms listed for pundit are sage, guru, and savant. And I'm sorry, I, I am none of those things, and I don't want to be looked on as any of those things. I want to be seen as a human being who makes mistakes and who is fallible and is just somebody who's behind a microphone giving opinions. And so, I agree that that's you. what pundits are, is that they are people who are not sages, gurus, Good. or savants. So I'm not going to use They're that term to describe myself. Flaming idiots with opinions. Good. Yeah. I'm but glad that you understand that, so I'm not going to use that term. Definition two is a term. person who makes... I, you don't have right. to. Good. So I'm only on. telling you what it means. And okay, the it's not applicable to me. A person See? who makes comments or judgments, especially in an authoritative manner, a critic or a commentator. Are you a commentator? I am a, a, a commentator. Do you make judgments? Everyone's a critic. Everyone's a critic, so then uh-huh. everyone's they a They don't have a microphone. <laughs> oh, I don't see anything in here about a microphone, though. Just saying. A critic or commentator. So everybody's a pundit. You comment on my blog, you're a pundit. There right? you go. Fine. So I, no, but the, the, the word has a very specific connotation. Most people and don't that know what it means at all except for a person who shows up on television. Experts. And the reason they show up on television is they're purported to be experts. You've been on they're television. They're purported to be experts at what they're talking about. I don't purport myself to be that. Okay, I'm not hunting my, uh, shopping myself around to appear as some sort of expert so, on somebody's uh, television indeed, show. But if, uh, if Fox News calls and asks you for your libertarian opinion on something, would you go on their show and give it to them? Of course, because then I'm happy be to attract attention to this movement. I'm happy. To, I do it because I'm the person who's doing it. It's not because I relish it. It's not because I enjoy doing it. Was, it's because I'm here and I'm the one doing it. When, when Jim Davis, uh, Big Jim Davis, called us into the office and gave us the rules on being a talk show host, it was uh, never to be wrong. I I'm reading the definition here, and you're wrong, and you won't admit that you're wrong. I'm so reading the definition. Right. Are you so? You're telling me I'm a guru? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Look, are I, you telling me, sir, that I'm a sage? sage. Are you telling me that when I'm a comes, savant? When it comes it goes to in every field. yes, actually, when it comes to the ideas of liberty and speaking about them on the radio to the public at large, you are those things. Okay, well, no, sir, I'm not. That's your opinion, and you're welcome to have it. But to tell me that you think I'm wrong because I don't think I'm those things—that's BS, dude. Look, I, there there aren't very many people in the world, very, very few, and experts are defined by their, their scarcity, uh, that can do a talk show in the manner that you do about liberty, take calls from the public, and not be stumped. I would say he's adept. Yeah, adept. There you go. That's fine. I'll accept, I'll accept adept. A, an adept person would be an expert at what they do. I don't, I don't just say they're good at it. <laughs> what, what does that make them? Yeah, look, Mark. Why do we have to label people, man? Why can't we just like yeah. just leave me alone, please? Let's continue here oh, yeah. and take your phone calls. Let me, let me be wrong. Go to what is being wrong, sir? Call. I know what I am. You can call me whatever you want, but please, just uh, look. I'm not a learned person. I'm not a scholar, and, and I'm not a guru. Well, let's continue here with Brian. He's in New Hampshire. Brian, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Brian. Wow, quite a discussion. I'm a whiskey savant. Does that make me a pundit? <laughs> I, I, you can go ahead and claim it if you'd like. <laughs> I was uh, in London last week on some business, and I finished up a little early, so I took a plane up to uh, Glasgow, which is in the center of Scotland, because uh, my favorite scotch is uh, uh, distilled on a little island called Isla. It's uh, pronounced or it's spelled Islay, 
But uh, so I rented a car and I went over there. Of course, you're driving on the wrong side of the road. It's white knuckle time the whole time. Yeah, it's mm. gonna be weird. Yeah. So so I took a ferry over to Isla, and there's uh, three thousand people on this island. I think they all work. They either uh, raise sheep or work for the distilleries because that's uh, the only business I could see happening over there. So uh, I was there uh, on Friday, uh, cruising around looking for whiskey. Uh, they call it whiskey. We would call it scotch or single malt scotch. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they, they they just call it whiskey. So um, you know, I took a tour, a couple tours, and talked to a bunch of people. Very friendly. Of course, you can't understand the word they're saying. You know, I, I think they're speaking English, <laughs> but you really can't. So, is it like uh, what is it? Um, the guy, the character in that uh, movie by Madonna's ex-husband. What is it? Where Sean Penn? Character. Brad Pitt. Train, he plays train, this. Train Spotting? No, Brad Pitt like plays this uh, Irish boxer guy who can like barely snatch? speak a word. Yes, yeah, snatch, snatch. Is it like that oh, where you can barely yeah. like he's you just can understand that? Oh I mean, really? I'm sitting in a bar and and the guy goes blah 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 blah. Now he understands everything I'm saying because they watch American movies, you mm-hmm. know, and they understand my accent. But it's like, dude, I, I can't understand a word you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So so anyway, that that was that was kind of fun, you know, visiting uh, visiting Mecca for for whiskey and and um, uh, and then and then uh, on Saturday, uh, all the distillers are closed. So I'm a beekeeper. You know, Mark, uh, you're a beekeeper too. Yep. Uh, Wouldn't you like so to be a I beekeeper spent, too? <laughs> I, 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 I spent uh, Saturday looking for bees. So um, I, I put the word out. I go down to the local store. There's like one on the whole island. And I said, uh, you know, does anybody here know, uh, or do you know where there's beekeepers? Because, you know, you go to the place in the, on the aisle where the local honey is, and then you ask, where do you get this stuff? And, uh, you know, I, I just kind of started asking around. And people are looking at each other, and they're talking to each other like, you know, everybody knows each other. They don't even use names anymore. They just say, hey, do you know where that, where's that guy that was doing those bees down the other end of the island? So all day Saturday, I drove around on the wrong side of the road. And uh, and I found all the beekeepers on Isla, and it was uh, just very interesting. You couldn't wipe the smile off my face. Oh, you know, that sounds like them fun. About the local local stuff going on and how different they use than what we do. Were there a lot of beekeepers on this little island with one store on it? Uh, there were five. Wow, jeez, that's a lot of people. So, bees. was it your intention to just chat with them or to order some bees? Oh no, no, I I, no, I wouldn't want to order bees. Just just to find out what kind of. You know, do they have the same problems we have? You know, we have the, the varroa mite here. Uh, we've got this colony collapse disorder. Uh, we've got tracheal mites. We've got, uh, you know, there, 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 there's issues that we have here. Do they have the same kind of, of issues there? So I, I just wanted to kind of find out what their, what the local flavor was. Sounds like fun, man. Well, I'm glad uh, glad it worked out for you. Anything else you want to share tonight? No, it was great. No, whiskey and bees, perfect weekend. No, <laughs> now this is the mecca of whiskey. What about Kentucky? I thought that's where they make a lot of whiskey. That's bourbon. That's where they make bourbon. Oh, now, bourbon. Now, there, there are some, some, some laws about that. In the U.S., the U.S. government says that there, you could not have anything uh, uh, distilled or aged in anything but a, but a new oak barrel. And so uh, that is the definition of bourbon. So they, they get new oak barrels. They char them on the inside with, uh, you know, a flame. They make the barrels. They can't reuse them. So they send them to Scotland. And in Scotland, they put the distilled uh, 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 liquor, the, uh, the spirits, in these bourbon barrels from Kentucky. And they age huh. it for 10 years, and that gives it that, uh, that nice flavor. And they actually malt it using peat. They, they burn, they smoke it with peat to, uh, to stop the uh, sprouting process of the barley. And then uh, that's why it gets a smoky flavor. And a lot of people don't like that because it's a little too intense. But I, I just love it. Brian, how but was it your... aged for 10 years in, in whiskey barrels. 
How was the uh, how was the flight coming back when you uh, you know airport security in the United States here is is <clears throat> excuse me as as people know it's a difficult process. What's it like on that side of the the uh, the lake? Oh, that's a that's a good question. I mean, the flight once I got on the plane, it was great. I had a sleeper bed. I was in business class. You know, it was great. But but getting there, yeah, I wanted to talk about this a little bit because you know we talk about the UK being the center of um, you know bad uh, uh, police state. But let sure. me tell you, yeah, they may have a camera on every car, but when it comes to uh, tyranny in the airport, we are number one. Of course, uh, the say, U.S. the U.S. government. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we, uh, they don't have. They don't have the, the porno scanners there. They don't have the uh, the rape, uh, you know, uh, uh, procedures yet. I mean, I saw a couple of porno scanners kind of in the corner, but but they're not all over the place. So this is one place where the U.S. is ahead of those those mm. uh, the police state in the U.K. How was it coming back in through customs? Uh, customs was easy, passport control. You know, I waited an hour in line. You know, I mean, it's it's just ridiculous. Wow. You know, once I got up there, the guy was like, you know, two minutes. You know, where you been? Here's what I've been, and he lets me through. Thanks but, for yeah, the call, Brian. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. Thanks for the story. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Our number two is next. And the reason why you can take control of the airwaves is because I'm not a guru. And I don't Somebody think call in and say that. <laughs> I just don't, do not want to have this freaking conversation Woo! anymore. <laughs> More coming up. Our two's next. Free Talk Live. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal. But something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait, there's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to LibertyStickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. LibertyStickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves as we launch into the second hour of the program. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features there for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Still to come here tonight... A crazy story about one of the consequences of prohibition, specifically alcohol prohibition. Wait, you say? There is no alcohol prohibition? Well, there is if you're a teenager. And uh, we'll explain what they're up to now. What sort of uh, new development has come around in the delivery method for alcohol. Uh, We'll come back to that. But first, your phone calls. Michelle is with us listening in New Hampshire. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Ian and Mark and JJ. What's going on, Michelle? What's on your mind tonight? So um, I just wanted, I'm, you know, always so quick to uh, put down any government, um, even our New Hampshire state government, being effective, et cetera. So 
Hi, um, I'm calling in to give a thumbs up and oh, you know, praise report um, about uh, about our New Hampshire house today, where I guess I heard thousands, but I don't know if it was in fact thousands of um, of uh, labor union people descended upon the house steps because the house has refused to kowtow to them and. Um, and I'm stoked about that, and I'm stoked that, uh, that all the efforts that people, everyone from anarchists to what we call minarchists, are here doing what they can do, and little by little, and sometimes lots by lots, um, dismantling and eradicating the state, uh, which is what, you know, the reason that we moved here to be a part of the Free State Project, and I'm stoked about that, and uh, on, a, on another note that's, you know, closer to our home. Well, point, point, hold on one moment. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> so, so you are actually, you're somebody who's like, you're anti-voting, you're very anti-politics. Are you saying that you're warming up to the idea that politics might actually achieve some change here in New Hampshire? <laughs> no. <laughs> Please. And come on. Take that's what, what I heard get. from you. <laughs> get what you can get, Osage. Doesn't it, you. Is it, wait a minute. Aren't you coming on the air and saying nice things about the political system having some level of success? Isn't that defined as warming up to what they're doing? Um, I think that regardless of whether or not um, – I, I, I believe that it's effective – for me, as I've said before, it is immoral for me to Oh, vote. yeah, I'm not asking you to run for office. I'm just saying, okay. like, like, when I moved here, I was completely burned out on politics, and I was yeah. convinced that it would do nothing. And I've, I've had to eat my, uh, you know, my, sh- my shoe on that one because it's, uh, it's not true. Clearly, there is a possibility here in New Hampshire to have uh, some change happen there. I mean, you're talking about a political system where the so-called representatives get paid $100 or $200 a year. And I saw some story that somebody posted on Facebook about some cat in Wyoming or wherever it was, some other state, Minnesota or something, that he was making like $170,000 a year as a so-called representative, and he wanted to double his pay. So something, something's right about the New Hampshire political system compared to the rest of the ones uh, across the country. I think that has to be acknowledged. Yeah, and I think that's why they chose this place, isn't it? One of the big reasons, yeah. Right. Um, and then, yes, I concur. And uh, so I'm really glad, though, that you let me on after you two were done fighting, because I was going to feel like I was going to have to come on and, um, and say, okay, boys, ding, ding, separate corners. I would agree that, that uh, only if you are on the Free Keen TV show that J.J. is producing <laughs> would you be called a pundit. <laughs> there we go. But, but in this case... You, I think, are wise, and um, that in fact uh, that you are not a pundit, as as Mark is defining it. So you know that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. But um, I think there's so much going on here, whether it's the the government uh, you know, uh, involvement and, and people getting work done there, to you know what JJ's doing with the activist center, to what you're doing with the um, you and Mark are doing with uh, Free Talk Live, and I'm so happy and so proud and so excited and and uh, reinvigorated that um i get to be a part of that and so i think there's um there's a lot for people to do once they get here and uh there is really something for everyone if they want to be involved in the liberty movement i want to uh address the idea that people uh you know ha- there are thousands of people out protesting against this labor thing for one there was an organ- i don't know mark if there were thousands and i yeah. i mean that's what i'd heard right so. that's so there's there's three issues the news um the local news doesn't want to be outdone by the local news in wisconsin so they're going to uh make the story bigger 
than they, they have a I don't know if they're going to. They have the motivation. They have the uh, the impetus to make the story bigger than it is. Secondly, there were a bunch of counter protests out there that I think that just got counted as the group of oh, protesters. Sure. And also the uh, the unions in, in this state have a tendency to draw people in from unions in um, Massachusetts, in Massachusetts which is a much larger union state. So they'll bust them in yeah. and they'll go ahead and do things. So, I, you know, I'm just trying to give people who are listening a clear picture as to what was going on. Sure. Anything else you want to share tonight, Michelle? No, just um, I... I would love to hear from um, JJ. Ooh. <laughs> About what? Um, well, you know, there's there's been a lot that he's been involved with, you know, and um, and I want to give him, you know, kudos for all that he's doing. And I know it can be really exhausting and tiring. And um, and uh, at some point, I'm going to hang up the phone now and get back to cooking. But I'd I'd love to hear about what he's got planned for. Um, the uh, free keen TV and share that with everyone and, and in the keen activist center, which thanks Michelle. I I've certainly, exciting. certainly appreciate hearing from you. Yeah. JJ, you certainly have taken on uh, some extra responsibilities in the activism world uh, recently. And one of those things is a television show that you've been busily working kind of behind the scenes to put together, which will be available for folks on YouTube. Presumably they'll be able to get it when it's ready over at freekeen.com. It's probably still going to be a few weeks out. Yes. Yes. Uh, for those that don't know, we are trying to produce this local television show based around the Medanoc area, the Cheshire County area, uh, and actually go out and do news stories, go out and do field reports, and uh, create a using the studio at this uh, this cable access station, but as well as using set pieces to disguise the fact that we're in this you know dingy little studio. It's going to have more of a a professional look to it, and uh, it will also be i guess I, I guess the word to say is is that it's community it's it's orientated around getting people into the community and doing things like talking to people interesting enough getting their p- point of view uh, highlighting some of the things they're doing and um i'm just just informing people as well as giving our sort of slant and, and perspective of course we're all biased all people are biased regardless of who you are where you work um at the same time we also have uh, a lot of interesting activists that are taking part in this, so it's it's sort of a definitely a community created thing where where everyone can get involved. All they have to do is let me know and show up and become members, or uh, or offer their 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 abilities and services in some fashion. I know that Mark's doing some in front of the camera work for you. That's right. Mark has been at our first field shoot, and uh, we covered uh, the peace vigil that happens every Saturday in Keene here, and did some interviews and. Yeah, I think my uh, friends at the Peace Vigil were kind of surprised. Usually I'm out there, you know, bundled up and uh, ready to hold signs and wave at cars. This time I come with a uh, jacket on and uh, a microphone in order to do interviews. And I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> so I think it's great. The more that uh, liberty-minded people can get out in the community and interact, and also the more media that uh, that we can produce, the better. Uh, the more media specifically coming out of New Hampshire, the better of all sorts, whether it be radio show, podcast, uh, print media, blogs, or in this case, television show. Right. It's the television show that takes, I think, most more of the effort than anything else. Yes. Television takes a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Uh, you've got lighting, you've got camera setup, you've got yeah. you know editing, you've got all kinds of. Well, it's the, a half an hour show. You writing, really have to plan right. it out. And and the fact is, the the uh, the anchors, uh, what they say is scripted. And so that part of the the entire show is scripted from the standpoint of a standard TV format where. 
the uh, segments are all a certain length, and then you cut to the package at a certain time, and so the entire thing will run. Eventually, it'll run like a standard slick operation, and uh, I, hopefully, my goal is to create it easy enough so that you can just plug content into it, and then uh, you know someone else can take it. It's decentralized in that a lot of people are going to know all the different roles, so it won't just rely on one person to do everything. Hopefully, in the future, you know different people will be able to step up. And it will continue regardless of the head, if you will. How many how many places around the country have enough liberty activists that are willing to participate in in, in, in something many. like this? Not too many. So come on up, join the fun, freestateproject.org. In fact, we'll tell you more about Porkfest, which is coming up here uh, here in a couple months. We'll give you the details on that on the way. You can take control, bring up anything. Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. All right. So uh, we're going to continue here. Of course, you can bring up anything some Facebook uh, issues on the way where uh, Facebook's being sued over an image of a corpse. But first, we'll talk about some of the uh, primary users of Facebook, teenagers and alcohol. Uh, clearly, a lot of kids have gotten in trouble for posting pictures of themselves drinking on Facebook. But if they're using this, happens, yeah. if they're female and they're using this new method of alcohol delivery, then uh, they won't have any pictures on Facebook of uh, how they're imbibing because they're not really imbibing. They're absorbing through a tampon. Right. Oh, the vodka thing? Yeah. The oh vodka tampons. According to the local, Germany's news in English at the local.de, police in southern Germany warned this week of a dangerous new form of alcohol abuse among teens using tampons soaked in vodka to get drunk quickly and to hide the smell. The practice poses grave health risks, they say. Police in the Baden-Württemberg city of Tell me if I messed this up, uh, JJ, as the local uh, German. Tuttingen responded Tuesday to growing online chatter among teenagers that they could become intoxicated using the vodka tampons without having alcohol on their breath. This is not true, said police, denying that it was an effective way to get drunk. They also warned girls that the alcohol could damage vaginal walls and increase the risk of infection. Well, Boys have They're doing the eye shots, too, right? I mean, I've heard uh, eyeballing it. Really? Yeah, they're shooting, they're putting vodka in their eye for the same reason they don't want to. Uh, wow, have the, on their breath. That sounds awful. <laughs> it does. It sounds painful too. Imagine that burns a little bit. Yeah. Boys have uh, also been reported. It's not just for girls, as I uh, suspected. Boys have also reportedly been using the tampons rectally. Hmm. So, Disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll go for that. So the head of a German clinic uh, in Sinjin told a southern paper. Last week that I believe this is very dangerous, and for us this is a new thing. Early March, a 14-year-old girl collapsed during a street festival 
apparently highly intoxicated from using a vodka tampon, according to the newspaper. Right. As I understand it, they need far you need far less alcohol in order to make these things work because I guess your stomach probably you know does something to the alcohol you know, ahead of time, and there's not there's not just not as much. Well, so, it's it's a much slower process when you put it. I imagine when you put it in the very sensitive tissue, very uh, blood-rich tissue that it transfers much quicker than than a digestion. That's process. what I heard about eyeballing it, and that's the terminology they use. I, you know, I can't, I, I, seems like a bad idea. Youth researchers have since found out this form of alcohol abuse is trendy in the region, and now, of course, that it's getting uh, international news coverage, it may become trendy elsewhere. But uh, teens who believe they can hide the smell of alcohol consumption are wrong, according to the experts. The development shows a new dimension for alcohol abuse among teens. Uh, how is it that that would not hide the the smell? I mean, it's not going to be on your breath, right? I think that's where the smell comes from. Actually, it comes from your lungs when the alcohol is expelled through your breath. That's one of the methods that alcohol. I mean, obviously, the smell of the alcohol on your breath is coming from your lungs. Is what you're saying? Well, your your esophagus and your lungs, your entire respiratory system, as it's. I mean, alcohol evaporates at room temperature. Mm-hmm. So when it's separated from the water or the liquid that the uh, the solution that it's given in. Clearly, if it's exposed to air, it's going to evaporate. It's going to be expelled with each breath. Well, one thing I know is that uh, people uh, that were dr- drank heavily yesterday, their skin will smell like alcohol. So, I mean, you know, maybe that has something to do with it. The sweat, yeah, that too. The body tries to get rid of it however it can because it's a toxin. The trend arose among teens in the United States. So don't think for a moment this is just a German thing. They uh, apparently caught on in the U.S. first and then made the trip over to uh, Germany where it's known as what they call slimming. So slimming. That's what the kids call it. Slimming. Those crazy kids. Insert a vodka-soaked tampon in the vagina area or rectal area. Uh, but it has reportedly caught on in Scandinavia and other places where alcohol is difficult for young people to acquire. Some Facebook groups are even devoted to exchanging tips on the topic, complete with how-to videos and instructions. Oh, my. So this is what you get. When you tell kids that they can't do something, you say to them, no, no, you can't drink. You can't make the decision to drink. And, of course, many of them already have made the decision to drink. They're just not allowed legally to go in and show the world that they've made that decision. The same people that made these same decisions at the same age want to stop people from making those same decisions, young people from making those same decisions. And I'll agree. I made some poor decisions while drunk when I was in my teens. I made some poor decisions while drunk after my teens, Mm -hmm. too. So uh, that whole, you know... 21 years old probably didn't really work. But I think that the single biggest uh, problem isn't that you letting young people drink. It's teaching young people to drink. And what are you doing if you uh, allow your, uh, you know, your child to go hang out with friends and you're like, oh, gosh, I hope they're not drinking. I hope they're not drinking. I hope they're not drinking. You know, you can't keep them at home. You Mm -hmm. know, they're going to go out there and drink. Do you really want pimply faced 15-year-olds to teach your child to drink, or do you want to do it? Do you want to take responsibility for this important facet of life? I think everyone would agree that this is generally an important facet of life. Many people drink. Everyone's going to encounter it. Yeah, everybody's going to encounter drinking. Ninety something, Probably 99% of people in America have drank at one point or another. So this is something that parents need to broach with their children. And by broach, I don't mean, hey, don't drink. I mean, drinking's an important part of life. I'm going to show you how to do it. It's a great point, Mark, and I fully support it. But unfortunately, we also live in a society wherein a parent, or in many cases, a parent who does those things will be looked down upon. 
they'll be called uh, corruptive uh, toward their their children. They'll be uh, suggested that they're committing a crime called uh, contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Right. I think uh, I think parents that responsibly introduce drinking um, as a child grows up often have children who don't go out and binge drink as soon as they get an opportunity to. They they say in Europe where this is you know commonplace that they have far uh, lower incidence of alcoholism. I think that alcoholism to some extent is alcohol consumption to some extent is a uh, cultural thing. Especially alcohol uh, consumption to a to an extreme can be a cultural thing. So therefore, you have people say in Russia who consume more, and uh, you know Italy who you know the, the incidences are lower. But it, you know, you're not talking about culture. You're talking about your kid. And do you want your kid to know what alcohol's about before he goes and hangs, he or she goes and hangs out with those 15 year old kids who are going to try to give it to them? Or do you not want them to know what it's about? So these were uh, these were school kids, uh, teenagers thinking, uh, in Germany, actually. In Germany. So, I mean, despite what you're saying, Mark, about Europeans, certainly they may be better off. Their young people may be better off. But clearly there's still some level of they're going to drink. There they're, must be some level of stigma, though, around drinking underage, because otherwise, why would they want to hide it? I, I you know, Europe is a big place. And, right. Uh, I, in I some areas. Tell you what, uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking about France, Spain, Italy. Those are the, the ones that I have some uh, understanding of. I also understand Ireland. Uh, Ireland, if you're old enough, there is no drinking age, as I understand it, mm. in Ireland. You can walk if you can belly up to the bar and the bartender will give you a beer. You're old enough to drink. Now, the bartenders well, themselves be, will choose not to do it as their response. Their responsibility as a, a business owner to decide who they want their clientele to be. Uh, 800-259-9231. If only we had that kind of freedom here in this country for each individual to make decisions as to who they would like to sell Maybe alcohol one day. with. Maybe someday. Yeah. 800-259-9231. We've got a ways to go even here in New Hampshire where the state has a total monopoly over liquor sales. They are well entrenched on this, uh, this issue. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features for free. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Oh, wait, I forgot to turn JJ's mic on. JJ (laughs) and Mark. So we will take your calls about anything. Uh, Once again, 800-259-9231. Maybe you want to share your teenage uh, drinking experience or your experience being a parent with a teenager and how you handled uh, that situation. Did you do as Mark is suggesting and and actually invite your teenager or your young child to sample alcohol and, and learn how to drink responsibly under your tutelage? Or were you too frightened of what the government might do if somebody found out? Because I think that may hold a number people back uh, from doing something like this. We can continue exploring that in a moment. 800-259-9231. Listen up for something new from Ruger. The ideal fighting carbine, the Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle, is designed to meet the Scout Rifle criteria of hunt, fight, defend. 
an affordable, versatile, and reliable rifle. It delivers 10 rounds of 308 Winchester performance in a variety of situations. It's compact, lightweight, and accommodates a host of optics. It's a serious rifle for those serious about rifles. The perfect do-it-all, bolt-action rifle where rugged, reliable Ruger meets practical tactical. The Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle, the one rifle you have to have if you have only one. Visit Ruger.com or stop by your local firearms retailer today, Ruger.com. All right, so uh, we continue here. The news that sparked this particular discussion is that in Germany, uh, and actually in the United States is where this started, uh, the teens are doing something they call slimming. And that basically means soaking a tampon in vodka and then inserting it vaginally or rectally, depending on male or female. Gender. Uh, so, And they're doing this to conceal... Obviously, the fact that they are uh, imbibing or that yeah. they are consuming it's a alcohol. lot more efficient as far as uh, the use of alcohol. So just, that so as that's a, as I understand, does it, it skip the liver if it's going? I don't know. No, I, just, I think the liver is a filter no matter what. And really, the liver okay. is a filter for the bloodstream. The bloodstream. We could have an expert. See, on I'm not a biologist, this, but as I understand, when I was reading about the eyeballing it uh, phenomenon, which is where they pour it in their eye, um, that it's a significantly more effective. <laughs> I would as, imagine they're dropping it rather than pouring it in I their don't know, eyes. I don't but. know what they're doing. Um, but <laughs> well, they. they they could get an eyedropper, of course. That's what yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so, I, you know, I'm not going to claim to be an expert on this, and that's why I'm just saying that this is how I, I understand it. It's more efficient than uh, consuming it orally because, well, you have to use far less. And I remember it being a problem as a teenager if I was sneaking the alcohol is how much, you know, the vo- the, the bottle goes down. I mean, you right. have to, to drink significant amount, whether it's an inch or two inches or How whatever. much will dad notice? Right. 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 So if you just have, a, if you this way you can use far less and it's far mm-hmm. less noticeable. It's another issue. Well, I, I think uh, this comes back to we had a, a public school discussion earlier where the uh, the kids were uh, not, not, you know, the one-size-fits-all philosophy and, and the idea that all, sh- all children should go to the same public school system or be put in the, at least the same level of classes. Of course, the parents who who often care more, put them in private schools or some other sort of alternative schooling method, homeschooling, what have you. But these, these children in the, uh, the public school system or the, uh, the forced-to-be-schooled system, the, uh, they don't, a lot of them don't want to be there. So they're finding ways to distract themselves from the monotony and the boredom of going to this schooling. Like and, getting drunk or getting high yeah, in class. And, and finding ways to distract themselves from the day-to-day of this routine because it might not be the way they learn. It might not be the, the right way for this person to grow up and develop, but they are forced to do that by the state and the government and their decree that, you know, if you don't go to school, I'm going to punish your parents or I'm going to put you into this juvenile correction, which is jail for kids, which is only going to scar them and create more government dependence down the road. So I think we need to look at the bigger issue at here, not just the fact that, that children are drugging themselves in school but the fact that why are they in school if this isn't where they want to be it, it, you know it should there be a different solution for these kids should there be more options for schooling should we perhaps look at deciding instead of uh, you know the school should decide who what students want to learn and then keep those kids in the schools and then the students who don't want to be there, the students who who don't want to shouldn't engage, have to be. shouldn't have, yeah, shouldn't be forced to. More options solves all of these problems that we're talking about. More options in education is what the free market would give us. It would give us a much greater, more diverse uh, level of choices for parents from which to choose. They could send their kids to a school that focuses on the arts or school that focuses on science or whatever. Uh, Vocational uh, arts. Computers, yeah, etc. They could uh, they could make all those choices or they could create their own school if they felt like everything was lacking in the area. They could 
could start their own thing. They could uh, bring come together with other parents and team up, and each parent that knew different things could teach. I mean, there's different ways to do these things. But because people are hobbled by this government one-size-fits-all system you're talking about, they're hobbled by the taxes financially – they don't really feel like most people could afford to send their kids to a school on top of the government thing. So having a free market in schools would give us more choices in education. Yes. And having a free market in alcohol sales uh, would also give us more choices as far as who can buy alcohol and, and what's appropriate and what's not. I mean, it's, the, what, what, I'd like to see the, uh, the ramifications of these slimming students and, and what sort of fertility rates they have down the road, what sort of uh, cancer problems they have in, the, in that area, because putting that sort of toxin into your body on a regular, even, even irregular basis, yeah. is probably very damaging to the tissues, and That's especially in such a sensitive area that I think these, these women especially... Down the That's road, scary. they might not be able to have kids or, or something like that. It seems like a terror. Yeah, it, 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 and and it, you you can't not take responsibility for this if you advocate for alcohol prohibition for young. That's people. That's right. You're creating this. this. Is what happens? Right. I mean, one of the uh, people in this movement had their house broken into uh, just recently here in Keene. Uh, the Xbox was stolen, yep. from what I understand, as well as Sorry, a couple video that. games. Gee, I wonder who might have done something like that. Do you think it was a drug addict? Someone needs a fix and. Yep. That's exactly what it is because a drug addict can take the Xbox to their dealer and the dealer's going to give them, you know, a couple hits of uh, whatever the heroin or whatever they're buying for that Xbox in return for it. That's how it works. And you talk to anybody, somebody accused me of going out on a limb uh, with that. And I'm uh, sorry, you talk to any cop that's going to be honest with you and they'll tell you of the people they actually catch, because a lot of them they don't catch, but of the people they actually catch for doing things like breaking and enterings, uh, stealing things out of people's cars, etc. Ninety percent of the time, eighty-five, ninety percent of the time, these people are doing it for money for drugs. Yeah, and if I, I drugs were the legal, percent, the they wouldn't have to do that stuff. I mean, in some cases, it's the rent because they spent their money on drugs already. Well, that's obviously, but in the grand scheme of things, it's the the acquisition of drugs that that puts them into these financial binds. In, in the case of an Xbox, I would be uh, concerned whether you're just talking about the young hoodlum too. The hoodlums probably getting drug. Money well, it's for the that. value per size, Mark. And that's the thing about stealing and stuff is that you want to take the most valuable item you can. That's the, the smallest. Quickly. Yeah, yeah, quickly. So let's go to Ricky listening in Virginia Beach to WTAR. Hello, Ricky. Hey, how y'all doing tonight? What's hey, up, Mark? I have a question. I have a question. Um, I've only been listening to you for like the last fifteen minutes. Um, as far as that. The um, vodka tampons, is that something that the kids or anybody in general could go out and do that and be able to drive drunk and pass a breathalyzer? That's a good question. I would imagine they would be able to pass a breathalyzer in that case. I would think they wouldn't be able to pass a breathalyzer just because of the uh, you know the, um, the the blood alcohol level. It's supposed to it's supposed to rate blood alcohol level, but it I rates it based on your breath, which is influenced yeah. by drinking. Yeah, the esophagus and, and the entire. You know, throat area obviously holds. You're not going to get all the alcohol to wash down. Yeah. That does play a part, but I I do think there is something about the alcohol being released as a part of your breath as as a way to dispel it from your body. Could be. So I think it would show up slightly, but it wouldn't. I don't it think it has the same much, effect. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think I mean, it's just something that the kids could do. Be a lot more intoxicated before they had failed the test. Though. I mean, that's yeah. more danger for them driving around, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I think I think oh. they're probably going to have more damage to their their area they put that in, then, you know, if they kept doing it repeatedly, I think it would definitely take its toll very fast. Can I ask one more thing? Sure. One more thing. Um, Great um, question, by the way. Yeah. I agree with um, probably about 95% of Ian and Mark, (laughs) what y'all say and what y'all stand for and everything. I mean, everything that y'all stand for, I agree with, except 
for the situation where y'all get really defensive when somebody calls up and talking about like war or something in general, and they refer to the subject as we, and y'all draw back and get upset about it. I generally don't. I mean, right. Well, my my opinion yeah. is. Um, well, I'll mean, tell you what. Hold your thoughts. We'll bring you sure. back on this if you don't mind. I'd like to hear what your opinion is on that because it really it's a pet. It's become a pet peeve of mine ever since I became aware of myself yes. using those pet, terms. Pet peeve of yours. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. And for good reason as far as I'm concerned, it's bad to speak in those collectivist terms. You're just growing yourself a little peeve. More farm. on the way, you can take control of the airwaves. Bad for me at least. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so enjoy those. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you may do so by shopping with us. You know, Amazon, they're the world's largest internet retailer with dozens of categories, more items than you can possibly count, and great free Super Saver shipping deals on a lot of their brand new items. Plus, they even sell used. Now, the way to shop with Free Talk Live through Amazon is by going and entering through our affiliate links over at shop.freetalklive.com. So whenever there's something that you're itching to buy, uh, just go take a quick moment and go to shop.freetalklive.com first. Click through the Amazon link that you find there, and that'll take you into Amazon as normal. It's just you're entering through our special door uh, that will essentially credit Free Talk Live for any purchase that you make. Uh, the Amazon will basically cut us a portion of their profits. It's easy to do. So, yeah, start your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com as we continue with your phone calls. Ricky, still with us, listening to WTAR in Virginia Beach. So, Ricky, you were uh, bringing up a question about why it is that I jump all over people for using the term <laughs> we. Yes, exactly. I mean, I mean, my my opinion is, like I said before the commercial, I, I believe in everything y'all stand for and say, but the only thing I disagree with is we... People are referring to it as Americans. I mean, I, I'm against all this war stuff. I'm against all this military combat and the government and stuff like that, too. But we, being as Americans, are at war. It's not the troops that are at war. And just my opinion is, is, is you're included in the conversation because you're an American. And I mean, you read the headlines of the paper. It's not the United States troops are at war. It's the United States of America. No, it's not. No, it's, it's not. It's the politicians and the, the money grabbers and the powers that be that are at war. It's not the people that are at war, and that's a big mistake people make because it really it comes down to, did, did anyone here have any say in that war happening? We have voted. The people, the people voted for Obama after he said, well, I'm going to end the war, I'm going to close Guantanamo, I'm going to bring the troops home, and no, he didn't do any of those things. So you are completely wrong there. The people <laughs> voted for accurately. the guy that said he would bring the troops home, and it didn't happen. You are completely wrong. You, you this is speak. not a war of the people. It's about being accurate in how you speak. And the, the way we were raised in this government system, most because most of us went to government schools, uh, probably four out of four of us here. Do you mean here? Americans? Yep. 
Most of us on the right. phone here uh, went to government schools, probably probably went there, and we're, we were educated in this collectivist speak where we're in Iraq. Well, no, we're not. We won the football game. No, I didn't play the football game. So uh, you, you just need to be accurate in the way you speak because by simply breaking that one common uh, training that we've, all, that we've received, by breaking that – then it it causes people to question what it is that they're that they're actually saying instead I'd of like just to taking a counterpoint to that is that um, uh, Ricky I, I agree yeah. largely with what you're saying on this is that I think that you make change more effectively from within than you make change without did I have any control as to whether or not we are bombing um, uh, Libya or not no I don't have any control over that so Ian's right in that sense that I don't have any but control you're not bombing Libya however I am to some extent morally culpable. And that's it's unfortunate because you pay taxes. I, I don't. I pay. I, don't you? No, you don't pay any taxes. Not that, the federal that's government. Nothing. That's nope. nothing I like to ask. Ian, how do you get out of paying taxes? Because I'm sure like to know how just to don't do pay. That. He just doesn't pay. Yeah, you just don't fill out that piece of paper. He doesn't pay income voluntarily. taxes. You don't, right. like I to, still to pay property out. taxes, right. but my property and taxes aren't going, excuse taxes, me, my property tax taxes. and my cell phone tax, I do not believe are going to uh, to bomb people. But either either way, you're not fund. culpable for what a criminal does with the money that they steal from you, ever. I am not culpable if somebody comes and That's points right. a gun in my face and threatens me and takes my wallet and then goes and uses that money to hurt people or do whatever with. That's no. not my responsibility. All I am not that criminal. I did not make those choices. I am not we. All you can do is stand right. uh, and speak as loudly as you can about how you disagree with it. That's what I'm doing, and I'm going to speak accurately, and I'm not going to include myself in it by calling it you we. Did, yeah. You're not support the people that are over there fighting? How yeah. could I? They're doing wrong. They're hurting peaceful people. I couldn't possibly support that. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right, one more, one more last thing. Uh, Mark, um, my opinion is <laughs> when you read these commercial scripts, you have to proofread and all this stuff because you, you do stumble a lot when you're walking through the, the He should proofread them. He prints the damn things out. <laughs> Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. I, I stumble over ones that I've been reading for months. 1-800-259-9231. That's you're an the, expert, Mark. Yep. That's expert the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, of course, you can bring up anything. I think it's incredibly important, this, uh, yes. this issue of this collective speak. I think this defines whether or not you think that you are part of this, this massive uh, this organism called government. And no one is. Unless you're a government worker, if you're a private citizen, you are not in the government. What, what the government does, you have no control over. Your politicians that you've elected don't listen to you at all, period. And what about this this point of the, about Americans? I mean, what, how do you even define that? What does it mean to be an American? Do you have to take a test before you're an American? No, no. You could be pushed out of your mother's womb on a certain plot of land. Then you're an American. But you could take a test and you could become a U.S. citizen. And all of those people might be considered Americans. I think, but, yes, U.S. citizen pretty much is what defines an American. But since we're in North America, is it also true that Mexico, uh, people that live in the ge- geographic area known as Mexico, are also Americans? and also Canadians, uh, are they not also Americans? Well, why is that? I don't know. Okay, so let's right. stop putting. Uh, let's stop putting. And, and is it the is it is true? The United that, States of America. So it's easier to call them Americans than it is to call them United States of Americaners. Americans. No, let's just talk about people as individuals. Can we please do that? Unless you've made a specific effort to join a group, like say we all join the Free State Project, we would be accurately termed as free staters in that particular case. We made that explicit sure. choice. But to just simply put people in groups based on the area in which they live well, is completely. 
ludicrous. Okay, just to get back to that guy's last point, I mean, I was a, f- a former member of the Wisconsin Army National Guard, so uh, at one point I did serve in the military, went overseas. You swore the oath. Yeah, I swore the oath, went overseas with the unit to do some stuff in Germany and came back. So um, even even with that that happened in my life, I don't consider the military operations going on now to be something that I'm either responsible for or a part of. It is it is outside of my purview. I have no control over it. They're gonna they're not even gonna take money from taxpayers. No, no, they're gonna borrow money and print it. That 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 money that's that's going out there right now that pays for these troops. And if they get those this budget passed, if not, the troops are working for free. But that money that's going out there paying for them now is not coming from taxpayers. I got news for you. It's coming from the printing presses. It's coming from China. It's coming from, well, it was coming from Japan at one point. Right. But that, that money is, is not coming from American hands. It's, it's coming- being bi- borrowed against treasury bonds that will be, have to be paid off by our children or our grandchildren. I really wonder, I mean, you know, the United States hasn't been out of debt Ever, I, I, I think it was under the Jackson administration. He was he the seventh or ninth president? I can't remember that it got to its lowest point, and that was uh, tens of thousands of dollars at that point. So, how much of the principal still remains from, say, the Civil War, from mm. the Spanish American War, from World War One? How much of that principal still remains? How, how much am I paying off from my from dead people's debt? That's a good question, Mark. And, and that's that's really the what the we is about. The we is carrying forward the debt and putting it on your great grandchildren. It's not your debt, man. You didn't nope. spend that money. You are not responsible for it. I'm not claiming I'm responsible they're for it. They're not even responsible for it. They're the ones that spent oh, it, they're but they're not even it. responsible. It's a Ponzi scheme, man. That's right. it so is. please, please just stop stop the madness because, Mark, even as you've pointed out in the past, you are in New Hampshire, the plot of land known as New Hampshire, and you may have more in common with the people in Montreal than you do in the people in uh, in California. I mean, they're geographically closer. If geographic proximity means anything, then wouldn't it mean more that they live in Montreal versus in California? But yet there's a line that's been drawn on a map somewhere, which means that the California people are part of the we, but not the people in uh, in Montreal are part of the we. Unless we're talking about the we of everybody that's in the uh, you know the northern uh, North America continent, right. I mean it's just it's just so crazy if you think about it. Well, it's it's the idea of stripping away your identity, stripping away the individual, and and once you take away the individuality, you have drones, you have right. the mob mentality, you have I can't think for myself, I can't decide because it's already been decided for me. So that's that's the point of this national nationalistic jingoistic just garbage that they spew it especially on, people. On, on news stations uh, especially the 24-hour news stations that it does it empowers the state by separating yes. people from the rest of humanity to suggest that we in this area of the land of the world are somehow different or special or, or unique uh, compared to someone on a, the other side of an imaginary line which was drawn by some men many many years ago it's absolutely <laughs> ludicrous and it needs to end and i'm i'm going to do my part whatever it takes to break people of this mentality because you're not broken of it mark and i know i'm not broken of it i still Still say these things, but at least I'm sure. aware of it most of the time, and I can catch myself, or somebody else can catch me. And I appreciate any time anybody catches me. I doing think that. one needs to use the language to be most effective and most convincing. And most people so speak ad- accurately and talk so about most individuals. Identify themselves as Americans and so stop therefore- it. Stop it. Because it's, you... it's wrong. Well, you are an individual. You're a human being. And Americans, so-called, are different in Hoorah. many different ways. More coming up. You take control. Hour three's next. This is Free Talk Live. 
It's the shirt you wear most. An essential in any professional man's wardrobe. It's the white dress shirt. And for over half a century, the Paul Frederick White Pinpoint Oxford Dress Shirt has set the standard for quality, comfort, and style. It regularly starts at $40 or more. But we're so confident that it will become your favorite shirt, we're making it available at the exclusive introductory price of only $19.95. Go to 1995shirt.com and choose our classic button-down with button cuffs or our traditional street collar with either button or French cuffs. Choose from regular, trim, and big and tall sizes with 55 combinations of collar and sleeve lengths for an exact fit. Order today and you'll also receive free monogramming and $8.50 value. Go to 1995shirt.com right now to order your Paul Frederick White Pinpoint Oxford Dress Shirt for just $19.95. Enter promo code TUCK. That's 1995shirt.com. Promo code TUCK. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything you'd like. Once again, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we bring to you there for free. Joining you tonight in the studio, it's Ian. JJ and Mark. Uh, so I mentioned that there's some Facebook news coming up here. Plus, parents have been charged in the death of their vegan child. Mark, you're going to tell us about that. So uh, have that on deck. But first, I have the story. CBSlocal.com over in New York actually has a story about the New York City family suing Facebook over an image of their daughter's corpse. According to CBS New York, the outraged family of a local murder victim is talking on Facebook, or rather taking on Facebook. It was a paramedic who took this crime scene photos and posted them on the website. But is Facebook itself to blame? Well, Facebook certainly has deeper pockets. Much deeper pockets. Uh, So according to the story here, which uh, John Slattery, CBS 2, reporting that it's a case of what the family is calling disrespecting the dead. Martha and Ronald Wimmer think that the uh, photographing and posting of their daughter's brutalized body is just more than they can stand. She said that this is on the second anniversary of our daughter's death. I just want to get by day by day. Her daughter, 26-year-old Caroline Wimmer, was strangled with an electric cord. The convicted killer, Calvin Lawson, got 25 to life. One of the first on the scene, former emergency medical technician Mark Musarella, used his cell phone camera to snap a grisly photo of the corpse, which he then uploaded to Facebook. He pleaded guilty to official misconduct and lost his job. Now that's tacky. I mean, no doubt about it, and it really makes you wonder about some of the people, uh, the the EMT world. Um, but well, I I don't. I, well, wait a second. Um, I was at a, a scene where um, a fire department came with a fire department. I took a picture of a, a fellow firefighter on a roof uh, dropping a uh, uh, you know this lead ball down a, a chimney in order mm-hmm. to knock free some stuff. It was a chimney fire, and you know I've, I got a little time. Um, you know there was some excitement going on in my life. I wanted to share that excitement. Excitement with the people whom I know on Facebook. And Are you really I, equating that to taking pictures of rotting corpses? Rotting? I thought it was strangled. Whatever. Rotting it's a corpse. Indeed. I don't know how fresh it was. It, yeah, it's, it's rotting as soon as it dies. I, something yeah. ex, uh, exciting, I'm not saying good exciting, I'm saying exciting exciting, happened sure. to this person okay. and they shared it on Facebook. I'm not saying... It's kind of weird though, don't you it's think? It's weird. I'll yeah, give you, that I, you is know, really weird, Mark. Like I mean, unprofessional, I perhaps? really weird. Hey I mean, guys, look at this dead picture on Facebook. You, <laughs> can, you can bet this wasn't the first time he'd done something like this, taking a picture of some sort of gruesome scene. Bet. 
what, don't you think it's a <laughs> bit morbid, uh, a bit strange, and then, unprofessional? Then every uh, it might be unprofessional. I'll give you that much. Um, but then morbid, every, strange. I, I don't know. The, the when you're talking, you don't about, know if it's morbid. Take a okay, freaking pill. On. Let me go, let me talk for a second. Okay. What are most of the crime dramas about in this country? They're about dead people lying on the floor. There's a picture of it. Yeah, they're actors, but people right. watch them in the hundreds of thousands of people. Are they morbid? Are they? Weird? They know they're not dead, Mark. Well, it's, this is ju- I, all I'm saying is this is compelling okay, one, content. One question, Mark. Just just from this standpoint, do you think it's ethical? I, I, ethical. I think that his ethics as a, as a professional EMT no, who, who not sees as a people. If you're talking about it as a it was I think an unprofessional act. Okay. But when you're if you're talking about it as like weird or disgusting or any of those things, I don't it's know. It's a weird thing, man. It's, it's, it's certainly perspective based. I'll give you that, Mark. As far as whether it's weird, some people might see it. For some reason, they might be uh, morbidly curious. I guess is the word to say, or, or fascinated. Are curious. I, I, look, the murder mysteries are the you know some of the best selling books out there. Um, c- c- crime dramas; those are the best watched TVs. This no is doubt there's a demand content. for this sicko uh, content. I mean, absolutely. You He's don't watch these things. Demand. People that watch these things are sickos. Uh, no, no, no. I'm talking. We're not. Excuse me, Mark. There's a big difference between television violence, simulated violence, and real life uh, gore. Faces of There's death. A real difference between those. Yes. I, I, I'm sorry. I can tell the difference when I see those things happening. Uh, well, when I've seen that video footage, or faces of death, or whatever, or right. some somebody with a you know their their foot snapped off and their bone coming through their their skin. It just yeah, that's, that's, it, that's, when it's you know it's real. Watch. Right. When you know right. it's real, there's something different about it. it yeah. It, it, it definitely carries more of a human quality when it's something on uh, that you know is real on Facebook or wherever you see it, whether it's a video or not. But the the idea on uh, the TV shows is the su- the suspense of disbelief is is you know this isn't true, but you suspend that disbelief so that you can enjoy the the plot and the the theatrics. So I think it's comparing the two is isn't quite proper, but I I think. I think it's compelling content people are interested in, and the guy put it up on his Facebook, and if he's done it in the past, you would know whether or not he was going to do such a thing. And, uh, you know, is it unprofessional? Yeah, you shouldn't be showing – these are real people if he wasn't real an, lives. If he wasn't an EMS guy, okay, if he was just someone on the street walking by, took a photo – Put it on his Facebook. It would be different than an EMS guy. I'm not saying would, this guy. Say. I'm not saying Facebook should be liable no. or that this guy should be liable or anything like that. I'm not saying he's committed a crime or anything like I think that. It's, I think this is free speech just as much as anything. I agree. I just think it's gross and I think it's it's weird. And I, you know, I'm not going to side with this dude. Yeah, I might not associate with this person. I mean, I'm the not guy is with him either. I don't understand where you're getting that from. It's free. I'm not saying you're siding with him, but you're saying it's not morbid, and it absolutely is morbid. I, you know, I, I think that there's what I'm saying is it's compelling content. Many people want to see things like this, or um, especially if it's. Um, and I, agree a lot with of you, people want to see child pornography too. Uh, I agree with you, JJ. <laughs> that uh, that. Uh, you know that the the better it's framed i don't know what this woman looked like i don't know what this picture looked like sure. if you're just talking about you know a person lying there and it's difficult to tell exactly what's going on that would be less uh morbid than getting right up on there and get showing the choke marks and the mm-hmm. blue face and all that stuff uh, yeah yeah i really i think this is it's disturbing but this yeah. this story is there's, there's more to the story, though. Oh, wow. So he uploaded to Facebook, pleaded guilt, uh, guilty to mis- official misconduct, lost his job. A civil suit now names both the, uh, the EMT and Facebook. Ronald Wimmer said, I found my daughter. I seen what she looked like. It was horrible. She was horrible. 
and I know that people at night are looking at it. Well, I don't know if he has a civil suit, to be honest, though. Uh, I think the the idea the uh, his the bosses fired this guy they let him go as a professional misconduct which which we can agree is it's unethical for him as an EMT to post this sort of stuff because he has exposure to it all day long or or whenever it happens and in his line of duty or his line of work so I think the civil suit though I can't really see a a justification or a claim because this person this person is no longer a person they're dead. At this point, it's it's just organic matter. Oh, I'm sure there's sentimental value with the family, and, it, and really, my condolences uh, for having a mo- murdered daughter. I mean, that's it's terrible, it's abhorrent. But at the same time, the free speech of posting just a picture of whatever life is, I think that that doesn't warrant a civil suit. Well, that, and that, you're talking about him, but as far as Facebook goes, is all Facebook is is a repository exactly. for vo- photos, and they're supposed to what cull through no, the millions impossible. and millions of photos that are put up. I mean, this is just people with their hands out, as far as I'm concerned. Because yeah. Facebook is a not-for-profit community bulletin board. That's not. True. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Facebook is a profitable corporation. Yeah, they're uh, talking about going public. Right. But <laughs> I don't know of any not-for-profit community bulletin board unless there is another. Uh, Facebook out there that I am not familiar with. This is with. some bad reporting. CBS New York, shame on, uh, shame on you. It's uh, they they claim it's protected by the Communications Decency Act. Well, it should just be protected by the fact that uh, it's not their damned responsibility. Period. But we are entering into this new web 2.0 world where there are some people like these parents that would love to see laws get passed and regulations get written to make it so that bulletin board system operators forum operators facebook you know facebook is a huge website but free talk live has a you know a relatively busy forum and other websites have comment sections on blogs like on the uh, the comment section uh, on freekeen.com i don't read all the comments i no, have no I way either. of policing that if someone brings something to my attention that I could I could take a look at that, but it's still not my responsibility what someone else is posting. Not only there. that, but Facebook is also a voluntary association type of social network. I, I'm not my personal Facebook account isn't in any networks, so to speak. It's only my only network is my friends that I've I've voluntarily selected and voluntarily confirmed if they've asked me. So you can easily segregate yourself from this sort of morbid exposure simply by not friending people that will post this. It's very simple. So let's, uh, you're certainly welcome to comment your thoughts on taking pictures of corpses. Uh, 800-259-9231. What a lovely topic. Oh, 1-800-259-9231. Of course, you're also welcome to uh, bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com slash LC9. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you'd like, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site totally free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, Free Talk Live. 
Com, with the Shrine of Female listeners being one of those features. You can go and see the lady listeners that have taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that they're listeners of this program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com to do that. It's free, of course. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. You know, it's uh, spring's just beginning to spring, and a, uh, a trip to Bermuda sounds pretty nice. It won't be going on until November, but if you want to go on a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me... You can, because there's a cruise at cruise.freetalklive that you can sign up for. It's not just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you want to make of it. There'll be some speeches and a debate, but uh, the, the boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and a whole bunch more to do. It leaves from Bayonne, New Jersey, and you need to reserve your berth by April the 17th. That's the last date that I can uh, guarantee the, uh, the the discounted rates at. The It's... About $600 double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. You can do it today. Before you forget, cruise.freetalklive.com. You don't have to have the whole uh, amount all up front. You can just use a couple hundred dollars to reserve your berth, and then uh, they'll they'll get it from you later. Cruise.freetalklive.com. All right, so we continue taking your phone calls about what you want. Uh, you can bring up absolutely anything. Let's go to Michael listening in Huntsville uh, to WBHP. Hello, Michael. Mike? Hello there. Yeah, I'm just I'm listening to you all right here, and I'm just I'm trying to figure something out now. We have a TV show here. It's called uh, Cold Cases. Only this is not acting. Uh, this is real, and they show some pretty brutal photos on there. And America's Most Wanted, even with John Wish, now and then they've shown some pretty rough too, but not as much as this stuff right here. We'll see if you hear about a crime like that. Okay, but you don't see any, anything like that. See, they're just a, a Faceless, I like that uh, st- statistic. Whereas when they have shown people like that victims, like what you're all talking about right there, it brings a little bit closer to home, and that person is no longer being dishonored by just being a statistic out here. And then you start real, man, there's some really crazy cycles running around loose out here. And so when they can catch these people, then you're going to be a whole lot happier about getting them out of the way, man. You know? I can see I can see where you're coming from, and that there's certainly some value to putting the the gory, grisly stuff out there for people to see. On the other hand, don't you think it is a little weird to be taking pictures of that stuff? Well, I don't know. What do you What do you do with crime scene photos? I mean, they do it all the time. Is that weird or what? Well, I see where you're coming from. I mean, certainly don't they that's... Do, don't they, they do get out at times, That's right? for investigatory photos. purposes, obviously, um, but I think that... I don't know. I just find it a little bit strange. That's all. It's just a little weird. It seems like a strange hobby. <laughs> yeah. Well, it seems strange on Facebook. To it's just Facebook is used for many things, and obviously people use their social media or their internet abilities however they wish. At the same time, I think posting dead pictures of people is something that that a lot of people would find a, a, a very strong reaction to in the negative i'm not saying i haven't seen some of these pictures i certainly have i mean i've been to what is it uh style project or whatever there's some site on the internet where they glorify this to some i've extent. been to 4chan where they where they, all you need to say right they put the i mean certainly i've seen these things and i think that you're you're right there's some value in people seeing the brutal reality of violence yeah. that that makes sense uh but at on the other hand the hobby of taking these photos and or posting these photos the is a morbid it's a morbid thing and it's a little strange well i i can see your point on that but the emts as you know they, they see all kinds of things out there and this guy might not really have meant any harm he was just trying to 
to make a point. I don't think he meant any harm. No, right. and, and, and often I would I would imagine that people ask him about things like this all the time. What's the most gruesome scene you've ever seen? Mm-hmm. And morbid uh, curiosity. Yeah, they ask cops, "How many people have you have you ever shot anybody?" You know, they, they, people ask these questions, so it shows an interest. No, and, yeah, I don't think he had any intention to offend the family or anything like that. He just wanted to, you know. Put this on Facebook. It's his job. It's the thing that he's interested in, whatever. I don't think he should be punished for, the, for, for that necessarily. I think that maybe if his job feels it was inappropriate, then that's certainly their prerogative to, to fire him. But for him to pay money to this family or for Facebook to, to pay money to them, look, no one's forcing you to look at this man's profile. Um, so just right. leave it alone. And clearly he's desensitized through his line of work. That's true as well. I so for him, his perspective, it, it's not morbid. It's not anything uh malice intent or negative it's simply oh, this is my day at work and here's this picture of this woman that strangled i'm sure it's it's very light to him whereas some people will take it as a much stronger tone yeah, and maybe not light but he knows that he's a tough guy in that area like right. he can you know and, and uh, you know guys like to act tough sometimes michael thanks for the call and okay. your thoughts tonight appreciate hearing from you let's talk to captain ned listening in florida hey, captain, captain ned, ned you're on free talk live Captain well, Ned. Gentlemen, hey. as usual, with this buffet of ideas, it's hard to know when to start. Well, dive right in. Pick one. Okay. okay. I'd like to premise this that we're, we're all pretty much on the same side here. Much like uh, chimpanzees and humans share 98% of DNA, there's a few glaring differences. Can I agree or disagree? Well, it depends on what you're talking about. Yeah, well, there well, are a few uh, glaring differences. Yes. There are. Okay. okay. Now, even the last time you and I locked antlers was on uh, the Chinese, uh, I, I allege they manufactured with slave labor, and you were on the other side of the coin. Oh, no, we do. We agree that they manufacture with uh, slave labor. Some, Some but, places do. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. There's probably just as much slave labor in the United States. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll get through that real quick, and I'll go on to the next, uh, down the rabbit hole, but... With, uh, Red China, the Chicoms, helped North Korea in the 50s fight us to a standstill. They helped North Vietnam in the 60s beat us, and now they're the Trojan horse in the gates of the several states of America, okay? So what I'd like to say is the, the Chinese, like you, one of you gentlemen was saying, the definition of uh, U.S. citizens are they they are Americans, correct? No, the definition of a U.S. I citizen. I think it might have been is, JJ. What's that? No. No, what? the no. definition of a U.S. citizen is someone who has traded his oath of allegiance to the government in return for an obligation of protection. Uh, has essentially traded his some level of freedom to be protected by the state. And uh, point of fact, that uh, agreement doesn't exist. So there really is no such thing as a U.S. citizen. It's all just a myth. Well, I don't know about the myth part, but I'd like to say... Oh, I can special. prove it to you. No, no, no. I'll prove it okay, to you. Okay, okay. Go to Google go and take a look. Search for no obligation to protect. And you will find multiple Supreme Court cases. I think there's one in the top two results uh, where it will explain to you how the Supreme Court has told us again and again that uh, the government agencies have no obligation to provide you with any services whatsoever, including and especially protection services. And so, therefore, if they have no obligation to protect you, then you are not obligated to do anything for them. Therefore, there is no citizen. Oh, I see. And I, I agree. I see where, we're, where you're coming from Got on it. that. But I, I would like to say we are special and I'm not like a chai cop. We are different here. <laughs> Why are they chai cops? In several states. But anyway, let me let me go right to article well, one. Hold on. Section. What are we special for when you say we? You, well, you and I. 
let, let me let me let me go right to the Constitution and show you how we're special. Okay, Article One, Section Eight. This is the duties of Congress, the powers of Congress, in other words. Tell you what, hold that thought. We'll bring you back here in a moment. Boy, that's a teaser. 800-259-9231. Let's listen. Subsection B. Right. Paragraph A. Gotcha. You take control here in the reigning moments. Actually, no. See, we've got another half an hour of this coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. Talk live. You can dial in toll free. Bring up anything you'd like. 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that you'll find there free. We've got a lot of stuff, including news updates. You can get signed up. We'll clue you in whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com. Sign up for emails or Facebook, Twitter. We can do it that way too. Go to news.freetalklive.com. Intern for Liberty. Make a difference, get experience, and Get paid. The Institute for Humane Studies is seeking undergraduates, graduate students, and recent graduates for its summer internship programs. They have internships in all types of journalism and public policy. Interns have gone on to uh, organizations such as ABC's 2020, The Financial Times, Washington Post, The Wall Street Journal, The Economist, The Cato Institute, and many more. There's a generous stipend, housing assistance, career workshops, and training throughout the summer. You can visit libertarianinternships.com. For more information, to sign up, to receive updates and reminders, again, it's libertarianinternships.com. All right, so let's continue here. Uh, Captain Ned still with us in Florida. Captain Ned, you were going to explain to us what makes us, meaning uh, those of us on the phone here, presumably because we live on a certain plot of land, special. Go ahead. Exactly. i just like to delineate the difference between Ned, a citizen of several states united, and a CHICOM or a citizen of Iraq or whatever, just by the, strictly by my birthright, and I'd like to go right to Article One, Section Eight of the Constitution, which is kind of telling now with this uh, Libyan deal. Uh, about halfway down, to declare that this is the powers of Congress to declare war, grant letters of marquee and reprisal, and make rules concerning captures of on land and water. Now, the next one is very interesting: to raise and support armies. But no appropriation of money to that use shall be for a longer term than two years. Mm-hmm. So the United States is allowed to. Well, let me go right to the next one, which is even more delineates this to provide and maintain a Navy. There is no provision for two years or four years or any length of time. There's a distinction. To provide and maintain a Navy, but the Army is strictly regulated by the Founding Fathers. Because they realized that could be used against the citizenry here. No doubt. Yep. That was the okay. intention. We agree and on we're, that. Point. We're on the same page again, and I'm really liking this, guys. But we're, what does that mean about being special? Are you saying that somehow we're better human beings because no, we're, 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 we're well, just by Just by my birthright, I, I insist that I'm very different than a Chicom, sir. What does I, that mean, I'm, your birthright? My, I, I'm a citizen of several states united of America. So I, I am a constitutionalist. Okay. But, but, Ned, when was the last time that the United States Army didn't exist because its funding had been pulled after two years? Well, I'm, uh, to, uh, 
write to you guys, I'd like to say that we need to enforce this. So it's been yeah. so your birthright has not been your has has been usurped by the agreed by, agreed a hundred percent for, for more agreed. than a hundred years. That's Mark. So, so this is Mark. So therefore, uh, Mark, your birthright I'm sorry, I'm... isn't your birthright. So you're not any different than those people who have tyrannical rulers who have standing armies. Well, no, not exactly, because my president, and we'll go to Article Two, Section One. Before he enter on execution of his office, he shall take the following oath or affirmation. I do solemnly swear or affirm that I will faithfully execute the office of President of the United States and will, to the best of my ability, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. So you don't think that... And I I agree with you. It doesn't say defend the citizens or citizens of several states it says defend a constitution and i so, agree with you wholeheartedly so you um, so you you don't think that the chicoms uh, rulers lie to their citizens well they they might do whatever but they helped the north vietnamese beat us in the well, 60s well, who's sir who's us the, the citizens of several states united. Well, it was uh, no, they didn't. Uh, there was no war de- declared. You just read that the the war had to be declared by uh, the the House of Representatives well, there, and it wasn't. So. Isn't isn't the Constitution sort of invalid just from the fact that they? No, have... absolutely not. Please, Listen, just invalid. Ned, Come on, Ned. Ned, listen to me, please. <laughs> They, they have this rule book of how to do things, and they have been violating the Constitution for how long? So at what point yeah, do you say, no, listen, listen, listen to me for a second. Okay. If they invalidate the Constitution by their actions, if they don't follow it by their own actions, the government itself does not follow their rule book, their foundation. Doesn't that, in fact, invalidate it completely, the government and the Constitution? No, no. We How need not? to change. We need... We need to vote out those scoundrels. <laughs> oh, they voted out the yeah. scoundrels. In we did that with Obama. They did Obama was going to bring the troops home. They did, did that he? in 2008. Wake They're going to do it in 2012. They voted out the scoundrels over and over again. Ned, when are you going to realize that all we have to choose from are scoundrels? Yeah, you're living in a welcome, fantasy, dude. Welcome to my rabbit hole, gentlemen. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's all pin our ears down Ned. and try you're living in a fantasy, my man, and I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you the idea that you're going to be able to get them back to the darn Constitution. They don't care, and the people that are running for political office don't care. Most. Maybe Ron Paul. Well, but- what Ned isn't going to like to hear is that that Constitution is just as fictional as any words on paper. That's just something people yeah. wrote down yep. as a guideline for this this massive behemoth called government, but it's fiction. It's, and then they immediately left it behind. It's fiction. It's a religion. The Tea Partiers who got in, all except for Rand Paul, um, that just voted to put the funding behind the troops in Afghanistan. So therefore, these people who were you know were running on this whole idea of let's get back to the Constitution decided to go ahead and fund a war that has not been declared, well, we which is unconstitutional. You, you knew they didn't mean it. Though, I right? didn't. I wasn't sure, but now all I needed <laughs> was some proof. Well, they meant it until so that money hit The Republican hit their pockets. Party sucks, the Democrat Party sucks, and now the Tea Party sucks. Please, people, at some point or another, we're going to have to uh, you know, come to the realization it's over. This, this grand plan that the they had, the yeah. experiment, either turned out the way they wanted it to or it failed. One of the two. Yeah, and either way, it's not the small government, the limited government that we had hoped for. On, fe- on the federal level, we need to stop voting for tyranny, which means we need to stop voting. Because all we get from voting is more tyranny. All we get from these president after president after president is more wars that are unconstitutional, more laws that are unconstitutional, more regulations that were not even provided for or voted on by the representatives. They're made by regulatory agencies that have no real oversight by anyone but the big money 
and the big uh, interests. So really, all that's going on right now is just tyranny after tyranny because the people keep voting for that same thing. Wait, wait a second, JJ. Voting or not voting isn't a solution, even on the federal level. But I'll, voting I'll brings agree you to, with you. But voting gives people false hope. In the, in the federal elections, locally, fine. It makes if you, sense. If you're but, voting and you think that's a solution to the problem, I'm they saying do federal think that. level. Federal Ned level. It's a solution. I, I'm just telling you, JJ. It, either, I, you can vote or not vote. What on did the you hear level. Ned say? He believes that's the solution: is to vote the, the right people into those political offices. And as long as you keep believing keep in that voting, system, then you'll at some point or another come to the realization that that doesn't work. You think? I hope so. Keep voting. How Keep many, voting and Ned see, doesn't if, sound like see a young if voting man. will solve your problems. Ned, Ned doesn't sound like a young man. He also doesn't sound like a dumb guy either. He seems pretty pretty smart. Well, nobody wants uh, to make the decisions that are actually going to work because there's very, very few of them. They're inconvenient as well. Yeah, you're, I mean, I, I came to this realization back in the you know early aughts that the Republicans were never, ever... I know what Republican rule looks like. Go to Utah, But yet go you to thought Texas. the Tea Party would be different. I was hoping that the Tea Party would... See? Would, would they see. caught you, man, Hope and you and do change. this every night yeah. of the week. I, I'm just saying that I, I thought that, you know, it, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. How many more times, man? How many more protests do they have to go out and, and stir up and act and, and speak in words that sound like liberty and talk about smaller government before you'll finally stop believing it? Well, <laughs> maybe he's just a sucker for the what's, my fellow Americans. What's wrong with voting for the new party that talks about smaller government? Nobody was new, Mark. It's the same old story. What, what, what difference does it make, though, Ian? You haven't told me it what difference does it make. It doesn't make any difference, clearly. It doesn't make any difference. Voting so stop or not it. voting Why waste doesn't the time? make any difference because you're there already voting on local issues yeah. that you can make a difference on. You might as well use the number two pencil that's laying there in front of you and go ahead and bubble in I your favorite. Bubble in that. Mickey Mouse. Bubble in uh, uh, you know none of the above. Do whatever you want. You, well, okay, draw, but as long as you're not voting for a there. Republican or Democrat because well, you're going to get the same thing you're going to get every single time. Vote for libertarians. I don't care and that's because a, they're not Voting libertarians anymore. They've been taken matter. over. It doesn't matter. That's right. It You're, doesn't. You're statistically, right. it doesn't make sure. much of a difference. But that doesn't... I'm not going to tell people, don't vote, because that gets them all riled up. Do something else. Do something productive. Seriously. Yeah, pick yeah. up and move. Alternatives. To, if you believe in liberty, pick up and move to the state of New Hampshire. That'll get you some liberty. Ding. If you believe in the Constitution... And your vote will count, actually, in these elections around here, because, uh, well, it's smaller, a lot smaller, the, the divisions and districts and such. More on the way. Uh, plenty of time still for your thoughts at 800-259-9231. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Maybe enough time for your thoughts, your calls. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Our website has a variety of features that we give to you for free. The webcam is one of those. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com. You can watch and listen at the same time, as well as chat with other Free Talk Live listeners uh, via the cam page at cam.freetalklive.com. Like everything else on our site, it's totally Free, but brought to you by Memory Dealers. MemoryDealers.com. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers. They're 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers at up to 99% off of list price. They also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling in stock, ready to ship via overnight delivery. It's MemoryDealers.com. Let's continue taking your phone calls. Ray, listening in New York. Ray, you're on Free Talk Live. The NJJ and Mark. 
Oh, hey there, guys. It's Roy, not Ray. Sorry about that, Roy. Right. Go ahead with your thoughts. Uh, yeah, I wanted to uh, actually talk a little bit about online poker and um, some of the uh, lobbying efforts that are happening there. Uh, sure. Online poker used to be all above board and legal in the U.S. It still is legal, but in 2006, the uh, federal government passed a law called the, uh, whatever, it's Unlawful Internet Gaming Enforcement Act or something. It basically banned financial institutions and banks from transferring money to online gambling sites. Right, so it's not illegal to run an online gambling site. It's just illegal to do business from a financial perspective if you're a bank or some sort of payment processor uh, with those sites. So therefore, people that want to play on these sites have to kind of jump through some extra hoops, like getting like an international credit card or something? Um, yeah, and there were actually some processors. It was kind of interesting. I think some processors were just kind of running the, the payments anyway and hoping not to get caught and you know this poker sites would jump around from processor to processor mm -hmm. it was uh kind of interesting the hoops that the sites jump through because obviously they want to make it easy to get money onto their site sure and uh, but um there have also been cases where uh the eventually the department of justice caught up with them i think you guys mentioned it on your year on your show about a year ago and they, it was in the Department of Justice in New York or something like that. They froze several million dollars in funds when they figured out which of these uh, payment processors were, were processing payments to and from the poker sites. And so they froze the funds and confiscated the funds. Um, it caused a lot of problems because people that had tried to cash the money out of their poker account, uh, their checks that they received started bouncing and things like that. Um, what some of the sites did is they paid out of their own pockets basically and refunded the money plus another you know ten percent call it an inconvenience fee or whatever to keep their uh... their customers happy which, which i think is interesting because it kind of you sort of it, it says a lot about what we believe as far as uh... companies and individuals operating on their reputations that even though the government really screwed the people and screwed the sites, the sites paid out of their pockets and said, listen, we don't want to lose your business. We want you to have a good experience. And they, and they made right, even, uh, even though it cost them money. You know, even in the black marketplace, uh, there's still some level of attention to customer service. I mean, you don't some. want to... Yeah, you don't want to upset your customers uh, because they could they could do something awful to your business uh, as a result of that. So keep them in good graces as much as possible. Yeah, it's interesting. And there's um, uh, lobbying groups now. There's a pack called the Poker Players Alliance. They want us to give money to, and they hire these lobbyists to go and you know lobby Barney Frank and all these politicians. And lo looking on these poker forums, a lot of people are saying they just want poker or these payment processes to be legal and regulated. They keep calling for licensing and regulation. Mm. And, you know, there have been some scandals before. Some sites have uh, had lax security where hackers figured out how to see your whole cards and they, they stole a lot of money from folks. As though a government agency is going cards. to solve that problem. It's unfortunate. And thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate you calling in. A bad hum on the line there. But uh, as, a, as though the government agencies will solve the issue of some sort of software bug. That's not going to happen. It's just sad, though, because people, when they're in this governmental uh, structure, they're in this situation where the government has come in and has clamped down on freedom, then they start begging for different ways of government regulation. Well, let's just change the government regulations yep. this way and that way. Just tweak it here and tweak right. it there a little bit. The government bit. points out, uh, you know, people point out a problem in a system, and the first thing that folks want to do is, well, let's, you know, let's just regulate. You have to regulate it proper properly. 
you know, good regulation. I'd love to see it because it it does if even if it worked at some point in history, if you can point at that's good regulation. Well, then it changed because somebody else got in power. So the fact that somebody else can get in power and change the regulation shows it's bad regulation. I think the best regulation comes from the individual user or procurer who spends that money. That's where the regulation should be. The person who spends that money has to do due diligence mm. and apply the certain aspects of research of their purchase that are necessary to make the proper purchase or to make the proper transaction. That's where regulation should be, not in the hands of someone else, but the the, uh, the sense of the safety net and the dependency on someone else to take over that personal responsibility and personal security has led to a lot of people to simply not take on what they should be doing. They, they, they basically pass the buck and the responsibility to this government agency and, and then, doesn't work out. And then quickly call for the, the force and violence to be used as soon as their, uh, their needs aren't met precisely as they think they should. Also, you want to talk about a bad gamble? Giving money to a political action committee in the hopes that the government will eventually see the light and, uh, and change the law? I mean, that's a, that's a really bad bet. Well, because then you're just pouring money. I mean, if anybody should be spending money on lobbyists, it should be the companies. It should be these, you know, these big golden palace or whoever these folks are that are operating these agencies because or these these companies because they're rolling in dough. The dealers always win. I mean, for the most part, that's why gambling is a good good business to be in for those folks. Um, so they should be the ones contributing, not soliciting their customers for uh, for contributions. It's just you know you can't trust these guys to do anything. The uh, government guys, that is. I'm reminded of the Liberty Dollar situation where they raided. Uh, this guy uh, business for creating an alternative currency that was successful uh, in challenging the government's currency. They took all of his gold and silver and now they found him guilty of so-called counterfeiting. They're still he's still trying. Bernard von Nodhaus has sent out an email recently trying to get people to pony up uh, their information to the government in, in the hopes that they will the government will uh, will rule to return the silver or at the very least return the FRN's value of the silver that they stole to uh, the Federal Reserve note value of the silver they stole from folks back to the people from which they stole it. Seems very unlikely that's going to happen, number one, uh, because the government's not going to want to give that money back. Secondly, I initially had sent my name in a couple years ago when it was first asked for this like class action suit to get the money back because I've got a bunch of these Liberty Dollar notes. But now I'm paranoid. Like they've found this as uh, as a counterfeit currency, and they're going to tell me that if if the judge decides to return this money, that all I'll have to do is just send my uh, certificates in and then trust the government to send me Federal Reserve notes back? Trust them to cut me a check well, uh, what for good this? are the certificates at this point anyway? I bet you you could probably auction them as collector's items. Don't feel free. You probably get more that way uh, from from auctioning them than you would by taking the chance that I the government's going to make right. good. I chose to, uh, to, to, I chose to uh, respond to this uh, you know, for Bernard. Because Are you going to pay I, the legal fee that they're going to charge you? What legal fee? He mentioned in his email that there will be a contingency fee charged for everyone participating in this. Oh, I don't know any. I, What's I, that going to cost? I, I, I read it. So I, I get know. to pay a legal fee and then send away my uh, notes in the hopes that I'm going to get cut a check from, presumably from the federal government? Couldn't I say. don't know. That seems pretty iffy to me. I, I think I'll just keep my certificates. <laughs> Even well, though there's no silver behind them. Well, I feel really bad for what happened to the guy. Yeah, it's awful what the, what they've done to him. He's still facing sentencing of up to 25 years in prison for that, and that's what really needs to be focused on because it's just absolutely horrible. Let's continue with Justin in Maryland. Justin, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Yes. Uh, you know, I was, I was going to call in about fear of the government a while back, and I really want to, 
you remember that uh, that show you did love before? I'm not sure, dude. We do a lot of shows. <laughs> yeah, about how people are afraid of the government. They do. Yeah, we've talked about that. Sure. Well, I, well, I really wanted to reiterate on that because I didn't get a chance to, to speak on that you one. Should do that because you're on the air now. So go. We're, okay. we're running out of time. Okay. Um, I lost my fear of the government because I got a taste of government tyranny when I was 10 years old. I had like state troopers coming to my house because uh, basically uh, CPS uh, was angry at my dad because he beat him in court, you know what I mean? Mm. And certain district attorneys. Needless to say, it was a bad experience. Um, and basically, I basically at one time, even in my adult life, I actually mentally intimidated a police officer just by looking at him. power on him. What? It's like a like Jedi trick? Mind power on him? Yeah. Well, when I get mad, I don't raise my voice. I sound like Clint Eastwood. And I have this, like, dark stare. Mm. I'll, I'll just say it's a stare that scares people because it, it's have almost to like the eyes scary of the killer. You scare, uh, scare a trooper. <laughs> so you're saying that you lost your fear of the government because they aggressed against you? Well, because because of the fact. You want to know why? Because of the fact they weren't. Because they went out after a, guy, a kid that was so innocent because of my my... Because my dad basically wanted to get us back, you know what I mean? Yeah, thanks for and the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. It's been out. Uh, it's been Ian here with you, and we're out of time. And JJ and Mark. See you tomorrow night online in the meantime <laughs> at freetalklive.com. Warning. Do not listen to this podcast if hearing about freedom and liberty is not legal for you in your community. And if so, you should immediately move to a hipper community. Coming April 1st, No Joke, The Guns and Weed Podcast, a weekly web lab where Michael W. Dean and Nima Vadadi cover the punk rockinist, hip hopinist current events, as well as timeless universal truths about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, because there's no such thing as half free. The Guns and Weed Podcast, available from gunsandweed.com. The NEMA News with NEMA Vidati. And now for your daily dose of nanny statism in our daily segment, Tyranny Today. Tyranny Today. Well, NEMA, Ban Francisco officials say they're cracking down hard on all unlicensed commerce. If you do not have the proper 47 forms filled out in octuplicate, then they could be coming for you. Just hours ago, six drug police were eaten by bears while raiding a marijuana farm. It is not yet clear if the dope farmer had trained the bears. Or if the animal simply had good taste. Nice bear. Stand back. We're from the government. We're here to help you. It's okay. It's okay, man. Stand back. Nice bear. Stop. Stand back. Hey. Michael W. Dean and Nima Fadadi's fun and feisty weekly chat about constitutional, libertarian, and voluntarist issues, abuse of authority by police, the war on drugs, the war on guns, self-defense, states' rights, natural rights, Austrian economics, the problems of the two-party system, taxation, guns, cats, dogs, anarchy, DIY art, low-budget filmmaking, digital recording, activism, punk rock, sex, hip-hop, and more. Because there's no such thing as half free. Baby, give me the AK. Tell two friends. Make copies. Email it to everyone you know. Go on the site and comment. This is a conversation. Every Friday night, we'll have an exciting new episode where Michael W. Dean and Nima Vadadi weave their own unique take on the way the world works and how to find your place in it. 
gunsandweed.com. Subscribe. And remember, the only power they have is the power you allow them.